Okay, so we're live with Scott Armstrong, Rebunked Bear, Rebunked News. Um, now an unusual Sunday stream, a first time doing it for me, but um, he just suggested it when I got onto him, and I was like, yeah, why, why don't I? Why don't I give it a shot? Um, an earlier time for me, because usually it's 8 o'clock in the evening when I start, but now it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon, so I won't be like with my... Um, my interview with uh, Food Forest Bear. By the end, if you sc if you scroll across to the end of the interview, you can see that I'm like this in the chair, and, I'm <laughs> and my eyes are dangling out of my head because I'm so tired. Um, so hopefully this this one won't be like that. How are you? Hey, what's up, man? I am great. I'm honored to be here. Uh, thanks for taking time out of your Sunday. Uh, it sounded like you were doing all kinds of family stuff right before, so I'm grateful that you were able to pull yourself away. And yeah, I don't imagine we're gonna do another four hours like I saw you did with good old food forest bear but <laughs> gosh but that's awesome man like actually i gotta big, give a big shout out to him so uh rahul food forest bear he's the one that put us in touch um i got to hang out with him in missouri at the bear fest and uh great guy i just love that guy so yeah he is there was a there was a good maybe 45 minutes or so after i said okay well i'm gonna wrap up where he was still kind of just dropping gravy on me yeah 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 um, and yeah. yeah, it was it was fun, though. I really enjoyed it. Actually, the stream, it kind of uh, he had so many interesting things he wanted to talk about and he was able to get passionate about all kinds of topics. So it was it was a lot of fun. Actually, I enjoyed the conversation. If I wasn't so tired, it would have been easier. But um, yeah. but yeah, it was fun. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Well, I love what you're doing, man, like bringing like just uh, creating a space for bears to get together and chat, you know, like obviously it's they're the most interesting people. And obviously they're all doing big big things all over the world. And so it's just cool to, you know, just have a channel where we can all get together and chat, get to know each other, you know? And, yeah. uh, I, I, you know, I, apparently like the Irish bears are very, uh, legendary, you know, or always, you guys have quite a good reputation, I would say. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's a big group for such a small place. Yeah. I suppose. And, and what, what makes it probably what, what works in our favor is the fact that, um, the fact that it is so small, so I live, you probably don't know the geography of Ireland, but Dublin, the capital city, would be on mm -hmm. the east coast right in the center, halfway up and down on the east coast. Mm -hmm. So that's where I live. I'm from Dublin. So I can get to nearly anywhere on the whole island within about four hours drive, maybe okay. maybe a little longer for like some of the more outskirt kind of places. But nearly every bear in Ireland lives within about a three-hour drive of me, which to an American is yeah. is basically neighbors yeah but for, for us that's really far so um so yeah so so there's maybe 50 60 or so like the, just in the telegram group there's bears that aren't in the telegram group but within the telegram group there's what 50 bears that live within three hours of me that's um, awesome man wow <laughs> so within like yeah. within like 15 minutes i have i think two bears i have uh folk mooney and uh papa jay Papa J Bear, they both live within about 15 minutes of me. And then if you go out to half an hour, there's another 10 or, you know, 15, 20 more. You know, it's 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 great. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, I, I moved here where I'm currently at. I'm here in uh, in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, um, came from the West Coast. And uh, as soon as I got here, like I, I got plugged in with the local bear scene and uh, didn't feel like they were doing a whole lot of meetups. So I, uh, we started like a couple of us started putting together actual meetups and man, so much cool stuff has happened out of those meetups. Like, you know, I just can't even stress how important it is to, you know, actually meet up in real life. Like just at this most recent one, uh, I met 
so I basically just run my own like little handyman business, you know what I mean? And just like just okay. take on jobs and just do stuff like that. And I met another bear who runs his own little handyman business. And we're like, oh, that's awesome. And so we started teaming up and already uh, have worked on two remodel jobs. And so like, we're like, well, this is interesting. So uh, we're kind of like looking at opportunities to kind of like merge our two operations. It's like, whoa, did we just like start our own little like handyman business dude so it's like it's pretty cool it's pretty exciting like you never know what's gonna be born out of these little meetups so oh i've heard about some um i've heard about some bears getting together to do an almost a construction business is that is that the one yeah. that you're involved in no that's not us that's uh that's, so that's like the main well i believe this is the one so that's mr permi bear and uh the whole ozark legacy construction operation which is in missouri which is like the main guys who were behind uh, getting the land ready for the meet uh, for the festival in Missouri. So okay. they're, they're like the main guys kind of driving that whole operation and, and just a really good group of guys. I got to meet most, I believe most of them out there uh, in Missouri. So I guess that's the big question I have for you. Are, are any of you guys planning on making the trip out for the bear fest? That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, Certainly, it's not on the cards for me. I'm a. I kind of live the same life as own Benjamin. I've got a homestead, four gotcha. kids. Um, you know, so I'm kind of. I don't. I don't even make it to the bear meetups sometimes that are half an hour away from me. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the bears joked before that if they made a meetup, there's a there's a beach about five minutes walk from my house, mm -hmm. and they were saying if they had the meetup on the beach there, I still might not turn up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know how that goes. I mean, it's it's you know, I mean, I guess maybe I don't know how that goes. I'm still I'm one of those I'm one of those guys where I'm still working on my first kid. But it's you know, it's interesting. That's a really interesting one because like I gotta admit, like before I listened started listening to Owen, I was a hundred percent the type of mentality where it's like, Oh yeah, no kids, that would just be an inconvenience, you know. That's just like I I don't wanna mess with that, you know what I mean? Like I fell into that whole trap and you know, talking about like spells being broken or or uh, sacred cows being slaughtered. You know, when someone asked me like, "What's what's your biggest one?" I'm like, "That is it right there." The idea of like kids looking at kids as like an inconvenience or anything, and now I'm just like, "Oh man, I was completely wrong." And so now I've kind of like recalibrated my entire focus of what I'm looking for, like in a partner and everything, to be, you know, centered around like starting a family. So, you know it's it's uh it's crazy so you know big uh, big uh congratulations to you for uh not falling under that spell obviously <laughs> well yeah i can't i guess i kind of got lucky in a lot of ways because yeah. i was never i wasn't super focused on kids yeah. and my wife i started dating my now wife when we were 18 years old wow so um that she was always very focused on having kids she basically wanted to have kids immediately and i kind of held her off for about 10 years before we started but uh but really if she had had her way we would have started having kids when we were 19 20 you know something like that she would have gone straight for it yeah but, um but yeah no I, I i it wasn't that i didn't want them i just wanted them later i always thought sure. yeah about 30 30 do you know mm -hmm. something like that but um she was much more like no just like now maybe now <laughs> yeah that's awesome man so that's that's cool so yeah congratulations man so well, maybe one of these days you guys can make it out, or maybe maybe you guys should host an international bear meetup out there. I wouldn't mind going to Ireland and yeah. So Bravey Bear says I only go to meetups that are on my own land. So yeah. I, I kind of I kind of host some uh, some builder buddy stuff here on, uh, on on the on the homestead. So they're the meetups I make. That's awesome. What's up? What's up, Bravey Bear? <laughs> yeah, we got. Oh, let's see, Irish Newfoundland Bear. What's up? 
Irish Bears crush, obviously. You guys, uh, it's good to know you guys are holding it down over there. <laughs> yeah, it's going yeah. well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the one thing about the meetups, I'm wondering, do you feel the same way? The the bear meetups. I don't know how many or when your first kind of bear meetup was, but for me, a really kind of fun and profound experience was during the um, the lockdowns, the 2020 lockdowns. Mm -hmm. Meeting up with bears during that period um, was it felt like a relief because everybody around me was acting crazy, like totally insane. Um, and then you'd meet kind of bears and they were all just relaxed and they were just chatting and uh, everything would be really yeah. normal. And um, yeah, that was certainly a thing. And the five kilometer limits we were supposed to stick to and we weren't allowed to drive a certain distance from your house. You know, we had bear meetups and people were getting fines or getting threatened with fines for getting caught. And, you know, but people were going anyway. They were still going to their meetups. Yeah. Uh, man, that's, that's intense. Like, it sounds like you had a similar experience. Like, gosh, there was no like, um, proximity restrictions for us. Like you weren't like, there wasn't like any travel restrictions in the sense of like, you know, you weren't allowed to go a certain distance from your house or anything like that. But, uh, I was in Oregon, which, uh, is just North of California, uh, on the West coast, um, which, you know, is like California. I'm sure you guys have heard, like, you know, how draconian and insane, like, California has gotten with all of the stuff. And so it's like Oregon was very similar. It's like Oregon you don't hear much about, but Oregon was very much, you know, just – I think I feel like the, all the West Coast states, like Washington, Oregon, California, were, like, competing to see who could be the most draconian and tyrannical. And, like, our perspective was, like, you know, it was the governors of each state. You have, like, Gavin Newsom in California, and we had Kate Brown in Oregon. It was, like, they were vying for political position, like, later, like, in the in the upcoming administration. So they were trying to just demonstrate to their bosses, like, who was, you know, going to be the most tyrannical and, therefore, will get the best job in the next and you know what I mean? That, that's what we were looking at. So like, it felt like they were just trying to outdo each other with how tyrannical they could be. <laughs> it was insane. Uh, but uh, so being in Oregon, born and raised my whole life, you know, I feel like Oregon and, and Ireland, like climate wise are like very similar. It's like rainy and just kind of like gray a lot. And, uh, but, but you do get some beautiful, beautiful days, like in the summer when it's the summer, yeah. you know? And so, you know, uh, but being in that scenario, you know, where it's dark and cold and rainy and just like it's all locked down, it's very, very, very demoralizing and depressing. You know, it was a tough time. And uh, for me, the only saving grace was, you know, meeting up with other like minded people. Now, for me, I didn't even admittedly, I honestly didn't even discover Owen Benjamin until 2021. Uh, oh really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty new to the whole community, relatively, you know. But um, once I first heard his message and and the community building stuff, which we had already been doing in other capacities, I was like, oh, this is it right here. So I really got uh, pretty. It resonated with me so hard that immediately I just you know jumped in. But for us, it was uh, and this might be useful to people listening too. But there's another community that's just very much. Uh, a lot like Bertaria, but it's called Freedom Cells. Freedomcells.org is the website. Uh, it was okay. created, created by a guy named Derek Bros, who's uh, just a fantastic, like you know, activist and does a lot of fantastic work. They 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 built like a whole uh, you know community down in Mexico where they're you know they're helping people like if you want to like expatriate from the United States and go down to Mexico and then build 
you know, with these folks that are very liberty minded, liberty conscious. It's a, it's a whole thing. But anyway, that's just what he's up to. But they've created this website called freedomcells.org, which basically you go in and you look on the map in your geographical region and find uh, other people that are looking to do meetups. And it's just it's all focused on meeting up in real life, doing like skill sharing, um, you know, just just community building. And so, uh, again, just exactly like Bertaria, but just a different flavor, you know. Um, but that, that, that was really, we got super involved with that. Like we, we started doing meetups constantly, like almost like every weekend, uh, we did like a whole festival, like right in the middle of the lockdowns, we had a big gathering in the woods with like live music and speakers. We built a stage and we had like hundreds of people come out and camp. And it's like, you know what? No, the whole state's locked down. We're going to throw a festival, a freedom festival. How about that? You know? <laughs> and that was all through freedom cells. And then when I discovered Bertaria, I'm just like, oh yeah. Okay. Now this is a little bit more my flavor right here. So, yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just, um, that was literally what, uh, kept all of us insane, you know, kept all of us sane through the whole 2020 era, 2021. So, yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, um, your kind of experience then with the bears once you did start getting involved. Sure. Uh, and how you found how you found things. Yeah. 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 So it's actually a funny story. You guys will get a kick out of this. The way I found Owen, was uh so I do a show called Rebunked News. It's just like an interview based show. Uh, but before that, like how even how I got started podcasting, we were doing a show called Truthzilla, the Truthzilla podcast, and that was a a group effort with myself and a couple other people. And we were uh, we actually were getting some good momentum, uh, you know, and uh, we were doing some pretty cool stuff. And we we were. Uh, invited to go on uh sam tripoli's show tinfoil hat with sam tripoli right okay. and uh and so we were like oh super excited because you know honestly I, I i like sam sam's a good guy he's been a big part of my journey he's uh he's been uh very very encouraging and supportive of myself as a podcaster and i met him in real life a few times i have nothing bad to say about sam like he's a, he's a good dude been genuine with me and uh he's he's actually helped me out quite a bit so there's that. But anyway, so Sam uh, invited us on the show and uh, we're, we're, we're scheduled to go on. And it was like a Monday and they filmed during the day. So I had to like take the day off of work and all this stuff and like way ahead, way in advance. And, and, and I get a call like the day before from the booker of the show. And I was like, hey, man, I'm sorry. We got to like reschedule, push it out. I'm like, oh, that's bullshit. I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. But I was like, damn it. You know, like I had that little resentment in me. Right. And yeah. then I, so I was like, I was like, okay, fine. Well, I want to see who they bumped us for. Who's this freaking asshole. That's so special that they get to bump us out for. And so I'm like, in my head, I'm like, all right. So the next episode that comes out is going to be the person that they bumped us for. Right. And so, um, I'm, I'm waiting for the next episode to drop and this episode drops and it's with this guy named Owen Benjamin. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, and Benjamin, who the fuck is this guy? Fuck this guy. Fucking asshole. Right. And fucking bumping us off of our blah, blah, blah. So, and then I listen to the episode and I'm like, oh shit, this guy's awesome. <laughs> so, so I went in like, you know, full blown hater. I'm like, fuck this guy, dude. And then I listened to the episode and I was just like, damn, okay. And then I started listening to his streams and I was like, oh man, <laughs> okay. So this is what I've been looking for my whole life. 
<laughs> you know. So there you go. That was that. That's cool. And so yeah, tell me more about the um your debunked news. Okay, tell me what's been going on with that and how that's been developing? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I that other show that I was doing was uh with Truthzilla. Like it was kind of weird. Like we had different visions of where we were going with the show, and like I said, we were starting to get some momentum. Like. Uh, I got in with a couple of the producers over at Infowars and uh, they, we got a channel on their video platform and like things were like escalating, you know, and uh, I was ready to go, 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 go. And they were like, mm, now nah, we're just we're just kind of like enjoying just sitting around a table and just talking about things. I'm like, no, like I'm and this is like at the time where like, well, I'd already lost one job because I refused to take an injection, you know, this COVID injection. And, you know, I, I didn't know where things were going. And so I was trying to lean into podcasting as a means of maybe possibly supporting myself you know but nobody yeah. else was interested in doing that so i ended up leaving the show and that's where i started uh rebunked like i was just like trying to come up with a name i'm like gosh i need to come up with a new because truthzilla the name of that show like that's like the best name ever and i'm really sad that that led <laughs> to so i was trying to come up with like an equally cool name and i'm like oh rebunk so this is around so the show is actually relatively new i started it back in uh pretty much actually february 2021 so i'm coming up on the one year anniversary but it was basically around the time where things start, the, the cracks in the facade started to kind of break and we started to see some light and be like, oh, yeah. So uh, all this stuff that they, they've they been claiming was debunked, all these debunked anti-vaxxer conspiracy theories, right? Yeah. Well, now they're all coming true. Now they're being reported on like mainstream news. This is right around the time like Lena Wynn on CNN, the lady who was basically saying that people that don't take the vaccine and doesn't don't even deserve basic human rights. Now all of a sudden she comes out and says, yeah, actually masks don't work at all. So yeah, you don't need to wear masks. We're like, Oh, right. And so all these things that they claim were, uh, were, were debunked are now coming true. So what do we call it? Call it rebunked. Right. So we're, 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 this is like the idea of the show is just like, okay, so we're talking about all the, the rebunked news that's getting, rebunked that they claim was debunked so i don't know it was just the name of the show but it's kind of taken on a life of its own and um you know it is an interview-based show sometimes i'll do like solo streams but really i just look for interesting people to talk to and uh and i try to stay as solution focused as possible you know uh okay. i've talked to a, like i've talked to um you know a lot a lot of bears on have been on my show as well you know i've talked to like Mr. Permi Bear and Classical Learner Bear and uh, Artos. I just had Artos Survival on, Wild Med Bear. Um, I've had Owen on. Owen on was was on uh, episode 33. So go back and check out nice. episode 33. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I was like coming up on episode 33. I'm like, oh, I wonder if I could get Owen on for that one. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was cool. And uh, and yeah, man, it's been cool. And, that, and then like I try to bring on uh, people I think the Bears – find interesting like i've had crow on i've had uh pete quinones and uh anyway so it's, it's it's just i don't know man so that's just one of the projects i'm involved with a few different projects at this point but rebunked is kind of the flagship show and uh it's a lot of fun man i'm just very very grateful that i get to do it man and, and i you know as you know it's just a, it's just a lot of fun to just talk to interesting people people that yeah. uh you know and, and just learn different perspectives and it's just uh and then the chat, I just, you know, love how I've got your chat pulled up here. So it's just fun interacting with those folks. And it's just yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. This is Jedrick's first live stream. Oh, my. Jedrick, um, welcome. Well, I was going to say, um, actually, you brought up now I'm, as I said, I'm terrible with names, but I recognized, yeah. I, know, I know who she is. Lena Wen. Is that what is that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, know, I, know, I know who she is. 
Um, and what do you think about her at the moment? The kind of she's since then, since the mask time, she's also done a few hard turns. Yeah, that seem that seem to be anti-narrative. Yeah. Is your is your is your opinion on her that she has maybe gone a bit rogue, or do you think that she's just still fulfilling a role? Uh, you know, I think they have. Okay, so the roles being fulfilled, I think that's a great way to put it. Um, you know, they need to get themselves out of this situation. You know, they need to tiptoe their way back out. They'd be like, okay, all right, yes, we messed up, but they'll never actually admit that they did anything wrong. And I think for the most part, a lot of them were just kind of going along to get along, like not necessarily questioning things, but understood that their, their roles, uh, you know, they, they weren't allowed to think certain things. They only, they were allowed to have only approved thoughts. Right. And so maybe they weren't, they didn't even allow themselves to question things. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, a lot of these people who were instrumental in the forward progression of all the lockdown nonsense, now that they're starting to see the writing on the wall, you know, they're seeing that it's, it's advantageous to kind of, take a step back from the narrative um now whether or not they're fulfilling a role or not that's that's tough to say like in lena Wynn's particular case like uh perhaps because she's such an instrumental figure and she just goes wherever the wind blows uh yeah. and so she's maybe been tasked with uh you know it reminds me of like you remember that that article in the atlantic a few months ago that the pandemic amnesty thing Right. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Where yeah, they were yeah. like, they were kind of testing the waters to see like what the reaction would be. Um, like I wrote a whole article about that, and I talked to several people about you know what what the what their take on it was because it was such a disingenuous piece. It was just like, well, I mean, we know that vaccines saved lives, but still, it's like, no, 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 no. You got everything completely wrong. You know, so so they're they're testing the waters to see what is acceptable and approved and what strategy they can take to, in order to backpedal their way out of this. And, and Lena Wynn probably, uh, yeah, definitely controlled ops stance on the jab cannot be expunged. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, I don't know if you've seen the footage of her going all the way back to like the Boston bombing. Like she was the, 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 the doctor that was like being interviewed during the Boston bombing, which there's a lot of very questionable things about the Boston bombing. And of course they need some medical spokes hole to kind of like help, control the narrative around that as well so she's been involved in these you know she's probably cia dude like she's probably cia some sort of like intelligence asset that's just out there helping control the narrative one way or the other yeah because so i've seen her yeah. i've seen her old ted talks as well where she discusses yeah. trust in doctors and yeah it's all very interesting you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah her 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 role i feel is you know definitely to help shape construct and drive narratives in a certain direction definitely definitely uh and then you have guys like scott adams right the dilbert guy who's like coming out saying like okay you guys were completely right and we were completely wrong you know uh but but his whole thing is very irritating because he he says things like like i don't know how you you know, he's like, I don't know how you guys got it right. You just got lucky. Like he blames it on luck. The fact that we, we knew what was going on ahead of time on luck. Oh, you guys just got lucky. It's like, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. The people I was involved with, like we were like going into like the medical literature. We were reading the studies. We knew about MRNA. We knew about masking. We I've got a list of 30 pre COVID mass studies that show no statistical significant reduction in bio quote unquote viral transmission you know with with yeah. masking in any way shape or form it's like no we were going into the science we knew 
based on the existing science at the time. Like we're not guessing, we're not shooting in the dark. You know, we were bringing yeah. on doctors and scientists that were objective, not controlled. You know, well, come on. That's definitely the line that they tried to pursue for a while, where they were like, um, I'd, I'd see that, like, right for the wrong reasons. Yeah. I'd see that being said. Like, and then I started seeing it being repeated by like people around me mm -hmm. in one way or another. But have you noticed that, um, that manifest where people in your life repeat almost headlines? Yep. Or, or even just lines from within articles. They'll repeat them as opinion. Yeah, you were just right for the wrong reasons. Suddenly, yep. and if you go and you, like I've gotten into the habit now where one particular one of my friends, when he says a certain sentence that sounds particularly well constructed, I'll go and search up that sentence to find the article that he read it in. Like, yes. <laughs> yes, I've seen that happen, man. I've seen that happen. I've shut down conversations with that too. I think like it was like, um, gosh, what was it? There was some celebrity that died. And then uh, we were all like, wow, that's interesting. And then someone was like, well, that's just like anti-vax rhetoric propaganda or some some weird thing. It was a very, just like you said, it was such a interesting use of words. It sounded like a headline. And I'm like, oh, I got to look that up. I'm sure that he got that from some headline. Sure enough, there's that headline. And then yeah. I just like retorted with that. I'm like, oh, is this what your opinion was on that? Like this headline word for word? <laughs> so I've done that too. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So well, like, rather, uh, rather than point it out, well, all I do is I just quietly smoke, uh, you know, I smugly smirk to myself and I know that I'm, I know that I, that I've kind of, kind of got them, I've got them pegged, but, yeah. um, but it's, uh, it's definitely something, I, I think it's like a worrying trend when you see it in people that their opinions are just headlines yes and that they and especially when it's people who consider themselves to be quite intelligent and well informed and uh you know considerate kind of people and then yeah. and then you can actually literally search up their opinions and find the articles that they're quoting it's, yeah it, it's sort of a very strange experience yeah you, you have to be aware of that i mean we, i'm sure we all fall victim to that but it's really a matter of just discerning like why do i believe what i believe you know that's a question you should ask often it's like why do i believe this where is this coming from you know mm -hmm. um you know is this something that's been told to me like and and of course it takes a little bit of due diligence to go that extra step and actually look in further than the headline and see what's going on because a lot of times the headlines are misleading in a lot of ways they, they don't actually give you what's actually in the article for example yeah you know yeah um, or, or, or of course, like headlines designed to get clicks, a headlines designed to drive traffic so that this website can make money. So it's, it's whatever they can do to get your attention and steal it away from whatever else you're doing. And so even, even the headline could be just misleading. It could be like not nothing at all. You know, sometimes when I'm writing articles, I have to be very wary of the fact that I'm not like, I'm not misleading or being deceptive or just trying to get clicks or anything like that. Like it's, it's almost like, especially when we're reporting on these things, like I can like construct a headline that's not sensational and still encapsulate what the article is. And it's still crazy. It's like, it's not, yeah, I'm not yeah, even yeah. trying to like, I'm, so I'll just shout it out right now. So uh, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with uh, the last American vagabond. Um, he's been doing just the most amazing work all the way through COVID. Like again, deep dive into the literature, uh, peer reviewed studies, like just whatever, like his analysis is just beyond unassailable and uh i have the pleasure of working with him now i'm once one of the reasons why i ended up here out in uh in in nashville is that ryan he he's the uh he's the ryan christian is the last american vagabond he's down just down the road in franklin and uh so i'm basically working with him now i run his substack page and write articles for his substack page and uh and so 
check that out, you guys. It's pretty cool. TLAvagabond.substack.com. Um, but uh, I got actually wrote an article that's going to be coming out here at 11. I have it set to go out at 11. That's uh, talking about um, there's a paper that came out back in 2021 about uh, in Thailand, the uh, Chinese version of the coronavirus vaccine called CoronaVac. In a hospital, like a hospital worker dropped a vial of it and it shattered on the ground. And just the vapors of it in the air, like, gave all these people, like, it's called ocular erosion, which, like, the, the, the main film on their eyes, like, rotted off <laughs> or something. Whoa. Just from the vapors of the vaccine. So we're injecting this into people. And so anyway, so the article that's coming, it's a long story, but so the article that's coming out at, a, at about an hour and a half uh, is basically the headline is, like, a uh, coronavirus vaccine, like, melts your eyeballs like it's like not, and it's not i don't even have to be sensational with it you know what i mean i don't it's like that's what happened dude. it's like yeah, it's, yeah, that's yeah. how insane i mean it's not it's not that uh, egregious it's like ocular erosion caused from coronavirus vaccine vial spill or something like that but still still dude like it's still uh yeah well i guess you know just because it uh just because it burns your eyes when it's in the air doesn't mean it's not really really good for you when you, they inject I know. Blood, you know i that's know the, this is this is the just so everyone remembers. This is the official stance of the uh, Crush Like a Cullen channel. Yeah, vaccines are very safe. Oh, I forgot we're on YouTube. Oh my gosh, yeah. yes. Oh yes, vaccines are very safe. Everybody, make sure you you get all your vax. Oh yeah, don't even. And definitely don't read the Last American Vagabond. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry, brother. I forget. I'll tone it down because I will get. I mean, this is my wheelhouse. I get deep on this, and I just yeah, I get everybody's channel take actually so do you ever you listen go. to um <laughs> do you ever listen to puppets of the future uh you know i a little bit i just don't very much though yeah but i just I've... i oh, go, ahead, well, go ahead go ahead i was gonna say uh, i was listening to him very recently where he was talking about um this just you reminded me when you talked about um the ocular erosion he's talked about now a study that's come out or like it's an official report now that's come out that an actual side effect of the coronavirus vaccine that i think we're allowed to talk about now is that it can cause people to reject corneal implants oh interesting i haven't heard about that okay i'll never make a note of that maybe I'll um, that. so in corneal implants the interesting thing is that corneal implants are a very they're a very safe type of implant in the fact that your body very 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 rarely re rejects them it's very unusual yeah. it's something to do with the fact that we have an entirely different immune system in our eyes than we do in the rest of our body so uh it, it doesn't yeah. corneal implants don't get rejected and people are rejecting corneal implants apparently allegedly that they had like 10 years before the vaccine 20 years before the vaccine and then they're rejecting them a day or sorry, within the same day to a couple of weeks after getting the vaccine they'll suddenly that's, reject their corneal implants that's amazing yeah i hadn't heard about this i'm actually sending this to ryan at T Lab right now because uh, he's been reporting on the the ocular erosion thing. I'm curious to see if he's seen this. I don't think I've heard him report on it, but yeah, that's cool, man. That's crazy. Well, the good news is is that all of that stuff I was just talking about is uh is is a uh, it's the Chinese version, so it's not Pfizer, it's not any of these guys. So we might be able to might be able to get away with it. They might not yeah. care. <laughs> yeah. it seems to be, uh, there seems to yeah. be a rolling window of what you're allowed to yeah. talk about. But I know. Like, because my channel's so so young and so small, I really yeah. don't want to guess. Um, because you know people can handle a, a week or a month or whatever ban, but for me that's basically 
Yeah, it's just well, a total, total stop of momentum. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I was. I mean, well, let's talk about that. So are you? Uh, are you? Th are you considering like getting on other platforms, or is it just a matter of just not having the time or energy to do it, or? What well, so be... far all I've all I've done is I've set it up so I'm, I'm auto uploading each thing to Rumble. That's all I've kind of okay. done so far. Um, I was initially on Instagram, and we, we yeah. have a the Irish Bears have a channel over there called Bear a Banter, and I was just the way that was supposed to work was every uh, four weeks a different Irish Bear was going to take over and host a, host the banter part and talk yeah. to a different Irish Bear each week. But then nobody would um, volunteer after my turn. A few people yeah. did it before me, and then nobody would volunteer. And then I kind of just said, okay, I'll keep doing it. And now it's been about a year or, two, I don't know, two years. I don't know how long I've been doing this. Certainly yeah. a year or, or more. But only recently I moved over to YouTube. And okay, okay. The main reason for that was because Instagram is a nightmare with audio. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it is tough because, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, what about Rockfin? I mean, I could put in, I can email the Rockfin people and get you on there if you want. I would, yeah, I would love that. Yeah, yeah, right. let's get you on Rockfin. And then, um, the other thing is there's a, my buddy Matthew Raymer has a service called Content Safe. And this is for anybody that's a content creator out there. It's a really cool deal where, uh, you know, like let's say you put your stream out to one. So basically, what I do, this is basically how I, how I do my shows, I, I stream it to Rockfin and Rumble. Uh, but we're actually transitioning away from, I don't even know if I'm going to stream on Rumble or not. It's been giving me issues. But basically the idea is like, he, so I, let's say I stream on Rockfin. He, his software takes that Rockfin stream and uh, it takes the MP4 file, the, the thumbnail and the episode description, title, everything, and takes it and then distributes it to all the other platforms. So like Odyssey, BitChute, uh, Rumble uh telegram like it shoots the that file out to all the other ones so basically oh, wow. yeah my whole workflow is i hit go live and then i hit end and i'm done and then his <laughs> his stuff takes the rest and blows it out to all the other platforms so it's super slick super cool and uh i think he said he's switching they're switching to a thing where it's like a dollar per episode per platform so if like you do one episode a week and it's like uh you, you want to upload it to like six platforms it's like six bucks you know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, so it's a great deal. It's a great service. I've been using him since like 2020 and uh, it's never had an issue and it's fantastic. It makes my life so much easier. Cause I remember when I first started podcasting, like, man, like it would like eight hours just trying to upload, especially with BitChute, Cause BitChute doesn't always take your video the first time. So you have to re-upload again and again before it snaps and catches it or something. It's really weird, but you know, I'd spend, a good eight hours a week just trying to upload shit and it's just like oh my god so definitely yeah, another definitely... thing that takes a lot of time is trying to get shorts and trying to you really need somebody to like remember oh yeah there was an interesting point here at about yeah. an hour and a half or you know it's uh... yep that's that's something that uh the group chat could help with if you guys want to be useful if there's some particular chunk of good stuff just uh throw in a timestamp into the chat and that helps go back later to uh, refer to so we can crowdsource the help with that if anybody <laughs> yeah. wants to help with that That's cool. so but uh yeah man i'll, I'll so, uh i'll make a note to email not martin but uh jaime jaime is his name jaime if that's okay with jaime at rockfin <laughs> yeah yeah and ask jaime if it's okay with martin and, yeah uh, is it okay with martin if i give uh, <laughs> yeah, my buddy a chance yeah. we'll make sure it's okay with everybody yeah 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 um, <laughs> So, so yeah, you had Owen on. How was that like uh, having Owen on to your channel? Was that your mm. your your favorite interview or? Uh, definitely one of one of my favorites for sure. Um, that was quite an honor. Um, 
Definitely. Um, I'd say the, the only other really big one I've had is David Ike. I had David Ike on. That was a good chat. Um, but, uh, but Owen, yeah, man, that was fun. And, you know, I basically just uh, wrote him a letter. I sent him some silver and some cash. And I just basically (laughs) just said, you know, I just told him a little bit about myself and that was my first and only letter. I've been meaning to write him another one here, but, uh, um, I had to have a good post office story. I think he'll get a kick out of, but, uh, Anyway, so yeah, man, I just wrote him and basically just as a part of the letter, um, I wrote, please read off stream. And in that part that I wrote to read off stream, I basically said, hey, man, I'd love to have you on the show sometime. And I felt like it was important to have it have him read that not on like I didn't want him to feel like cornered or under pressure to like if I were if you were to read it in the letter on camera, hey, will you come on my podcast? You know, I felt like that would be like hit me like putting him on the spot, you know? So I didn't want him to feel like he was on the spot. So I said, read offline. And I was like, yeah, man, just love to have you on the show. And he just was like, like he just kind of read it off stream. He was like, yeah, man, I'll do your show. I was like, hell yeah. So (laughs) I had to follow, I had to follow up to get his contact. Well, I mean, I knew his email, um, but I had sent an email and didn't get a response. And then, and then uh, I sent in a super chat and said, Hey, what's the best way to get a hold of you? And he's like, Oh, I'll, I'll just, he stopped in the middle of the stream and he just emailed me with his phone number. I was like, Oh great. Okay, perfect. So there you go. So, (laughs) so that worked out good. And, but anyway, um, you know, I feel like, you know, he's pretty, he's pretty cool with that sort of stuff, especially like with going on bear streams, like, dude, you should totally just hit him up. Just write him a letter and be like, Hey, I'd love to have you on the show sometime. You know, he would totally do it, you know, totally do it. Um, but it was really cool. I, uh, I, I definitely was nervous for that one, but he was just, he's a really cool, really cool conversation, man. We just, uh, I just asked him about community building. I actually took a clip from, uh, the Bertaria or, uh, uh, building Bertaria and something. And, and we just kind of chatted about that, but it was really cool, man. It was quite an honor. Yeah. He, he, I'd imagine he'd be, it's very different when you're, when you're, um, watching a live stream or, or even the, let's get into that. The energy yeah. difference between watching a video after a live stream and watching a live stream, yeah. like watching Owen live. I used to always have to watch Owen the day after because he mm. used to stream in the middle of the night, Irish time. And mm. this is back in like 2018 or 17 or whatever. So he used yeah. to stream like middle of the night, Irish time. So then I'd get up and I'd be working because I was building my homestead around the same time he was building his homestead. Nice. So I'd be working on homestead chores while listening to him during the day but there's a definitely like an energy difference and it's the same with anybody else that i listen to live there's a different feel there's some people who i would not watch anything but live mm-hmm. right because yeah. when they're not live they're not interesting but when they yeah. are live they are yeah that's and that's a really interesting way to put it I've, I've had both experiences like typically i do listen the day after um just because i just i'm usually like working or on a job or something during the day and i just don't have time to sit there and then plus like um for me it's like i can't i usually pre-download my podcasts while i'm working because it uses too much like like battery my the battery just for sure sucked out i I need like eight hours worth of batteries to listen to podcasts while i'm working you know so it's like if i listen to a live stream it just like takes my battery down to zero yeah yeah, even if you use the youtube download feature yeah yeah like you you could listen to like an hour of podcast or two yeah. And it's like one or two percent battery goes, whereas yeah. it'll be one or two percent battery a minute. Yeah, exactly. When you're, when you're live streaming it. Exactly. Amazing. Exactly. So I typically just 
listen the next day. Every now and then I'll listen live if I'm taking the day off or something, but uh, or on a weekend. But um, and then I love being in the chat, interacting. But it's just, I don't get the chance to do that very often. So um, yeah. But but you're right. There's definitely a different energy exchange, and I do really enjoy and appreciate just his his style of show in general, where it's basically based off of just like engagement with the audience. You know, that's what really inspired me in a lot of ways to want to do a live stream was the audience engagement piece, you know, to really, because I feel like there's a, people want that these days. Like all the people in the chat right here, you know, there's a lot of value in being able to be there. And and, and just what we talk about all the time, the community building aspect of it. Like, even though we're just little digital names on a screen, we're still, we still feel camaraderie even though we're in all different places, like the, the camaraderie, the community building, like it's a very, very important thing. So, you know, there's a, definitely a lot of value in the live stream capacity. Like the show I used to do, one of the hosts uh, did, did not feel comfortable live streaming. And so that was just a limitation we also had with that show is that we did not live stream. It was always pre-recorded. Okay. Um, and I feel like, and, I, and this was like, you know, I saw that all these other shows were live streaming and then, I feel like these platforms prioritize um, live streams in terms of what they, you know, whether they're none of my shows get pushed out anywhere. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not complaining, not, not victim. I'm just like <laughs> saying, you know, it's just like for some reason, like this. Yeah. It just doesn't even, even on some of these like rumble type platforms, it's very interesting. Like Ryan T lab, he has some very interesting stories like back end, Like he's one of the most censored people in the world. It's insane. The type of stuff he has to deal okay. with like like he has like literal well because his his thing is like he goes so hard against israel like he just viciously goes after israel in terms of like the israel palestine thing like calling them out on their bullshit dude and so he gets like serious like he's got an it guy like a uh um, what do you call it like a cybersecurity type guy and he's like a lot of his attacks is like like the dude these are like government ip addresses in israel dude like he's like like he gets like serious <laughs> shit sent his way uh and so he's got stories about how rumble has like you know shadow banned censored like he's got a huge 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 platform but he's got stories about how they're like even rumble's a little little fishy you know what i mean yeah uh so so uh god what was i even talking about i don't know dude i'm all over we're talking about the, uh, the the difference in experience between live streams and then you oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. And so, and so, um, yeah, so these platforms definitely do prioritize live streams in terms of what they showed people and what they, they, they put up higher ranked on, on, uh, what's, you know, being presented to the audience or being presented to a, to just a user going to a web page to, yes, Israel is our greatest ally. Everybody don't forget. Don't forget. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, Oh man. Yeah. It's funny. If you go to my YouTube channel, it said like, it says rebunk news. And then in all caps, I do not post on YouTube. Yeah. Like, I noticed that when I was yeah, tagging you earlier. Yeah, like, yeah. I just, I don't, I gave up on YouTube, man. I gave up on YouTube just because I just don't, I hate dealing with it. And I just don't, you know, I, I could probably get a lot more viewers that way, but I just, I can't do it anymore, man. I was just like, I, I started to, I tried, I just kept getting videos taken down and I'm just like, I just can't do it, dude. I just can't do it. So my, if you look at my le very last video is it just says, I don't post on YouTube, go here to find links to the show. And so I'll always get like, I'll always get like notifications through YouTube saying like, so-and-so just subscribe to your channel. I'm like, no, don't <laughs> go over <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's a, I mean, it is what it is, but it's funny. Cause Ryan T lab, he, he's, um, 
he kind of pioneered. Everybody go over immediately and subscribe to Rebunk News on YouTube, okay? Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Uh, uh, but uh, but Ryan, again, uh, he, he kind of pioneered this whole idea of pirate streaming where he's got like a whole community of people that offer, that create and at provide admin services for youtube channel it's kind of like what owen does where it's like he just jumps around from youtube channel to youtube channel and then one, one yeah, gets yeah, banned yeah. and he jumps to another one but he's ryan's got a whole team of people that like help facilitate that like i just i don't have the time or energy to do it myself but uh but uh yeah it's um and so anyway that, that's funny too because now so he, he pioneered the idea of pirate streaming and so him myself and then another really great podcaster named courtney turner who's also here in nashville we've teamed up together and we are starting our own little platform our own little uh i guess um like a media company i guess you could say and uh it's called pirate stream media I actually got my pirate stream nice media shirt on and uh so, yeah. again. I'll, I'll oh, put full screen so people oh can yeah see oh it. yeah so this is it's like the don't tread on me actually we got uh hold on let me see oh i got actual shirts here Hot off the press, just came in, and so this is this is something that's uh, boom, pirate stream media, bam. So nice. be, be on the lookout for that. That's in uh, twenty twenty three is our is our year. Twenty twenty three is our year. So okay, so there's a question there for you. Okay, what platform do you get the most views on? Uh, honestly, I would say even though like my show is still kind of small, man. Like I uh. I'd say BitChute gives me the most views or Rockfin. So Rockfin is where I kind of drive traffic. Um, I, uh, I usually stream on there. And so, uh, you know, that's probably like, there. you know, that's pretty much like Rockfin and Rumble is where I live stream, but I feel like uh, Rockfin is kind of just, I don't know. I've, I've been on Rockfin since like day one when they first, like we're looking for content creators. Like we were one of the first people on there and I've always kind of like planted my flag there and so that's why it really was frustrating seeing what they did with Owen. I was like, fuck, dude. Like, am I going to have to like, you know, and there was a time there where I kind of like was a little dodgy with us. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, man, all right. Well, I guess that's it. Sorry, Rockpin. But, you know, they kind of came around. But there was a time where we were looking at possibly switching platforms or like, but then, you know, Owen was like, you know, no, you know, I'm not going to tell you guys to like just pull back and pull off of there. You know what I mean? It's just like if you can if you can support yourself on there, do it. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to be happy about it. But anyway, they seem to have <laughs> redeemed themselves. But uh, I, I will say, like, obviously, the, where I get the most, most, most views is I still have a channel on uh, Infowars is Bandot video. And uh, I get like, you know, lots and lots of traffic on there. But I feel like it's not organic traffic like it's just people going to watch alex jones and they're like oh here's a video and they'll click on it and it's like maybe they'll watch it you know but i do get a lot of people onto the show through that website um but I, you know it's not how, let's get into how did you manage to get yourself onto that yeah 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 yeah. so um so i uh i i again like i'm, I'm kind of contrarian here i love sam Tripoli. i actually love alex jones alex jones man he's the man he's hilarious i don't take his stuff as like you know, it's, it's entertainment. I know when I'm going, going in there, it's entertainment, you know, and, and it's very, very entertaining. He's hilarious. He cracks me up. I'm sorry. I got a lot of love for Alex too. So, <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, his senior producer over there is a guy named Rob do. And, uh, Rob do's like kind of been Alex's like number two guy for just, you know, almost like 15 years now. 
he does a lot of stuff on his own too, but, uh, I really wanted to get in touch with Rob and, uh, and so one of my buddies interviewed him and uh, I was like, dude, how did you get a hold of Rob, man? That's insane. And he was like, well, uh, he's, he's a, a no agenda listener. So I don't know if anybody here is familiar with the no agenda show. Anybody? Have you heard no. of no agenda? No agenda no? show. Anybody in the audience? Let yeah. Yeah, the No Agenda Show. So that is like required listening. Like that, that show is fantastic. It's one of the original podcasts. So No Agenda is uh, Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. And they, and basically Adam Curry, he used to be a, an MTV VJ. He was like one of the original like MTV guys. Uh, after that, he went on, uh, became like this, like, you know, he's an audio engineer, like just knows everything there is to know about like, you know, microphones and audio interfaces and all that stuff. Okay. And just like a super genius when it comes to that stuff. And he was actually, he actually is the guy that worked with Apple back in the day to help adapt the RSS technology to be able to be used as a podcasting medium. So he's like, they, they call him the pod father. He's the guy that kind of like helped innovate and created podcasting into what it is today. And now they're working on podcasting 2.0, which is like a new, uh, version of podcasting that has all these new like integrations and new features. And it's, it's pretty much live right now. I haven't quite figured it out on my own yet, but I know it's a really, uh, it's really cool stuff they're working on. So no agenda. It's basically, they just dissect the mainstream media news. Like they've been doing, they've been rebunking way before, you know, rebunking was even a thing. And, and so basically they just, they've been doing their show for like 15 years now. And, uh, one of the original podcasts, fantastic show, very entertaining. They have a lot of fun and just really, really good information. It's basically crowdsourced information. So they, it's kind of like the bears, you know, how you have a bear in every walk of life everywhere. Yeah. So if you're like looking for Intel or if you're looking for information, uh, like you can find a bear that knows exactly like that specific thing, you know, is actually, no, he's not Bill Hicks. Come on. I actually <laughs> met dude. I met Alex, dude. I met Alex this last summer. We went, we all went down to, uh, Austin for a little gathering that for a little event that they were doing. I got to meet Alex. And no, he's not Bill Hicks. Uh, <laughs> although I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. There's some definite overlaps, but I've, you know, they just came out with a documentary and there's like, you can see photos of Alex when he was younger. Alex is like, like Bill Hicks is always kind of like pudgy and stuff. Like Alex used to be like, just like ripped dude. He was yeah, like, Alex was like type. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, so anyway, so I'm just giving like just shameless plugs and no agenda. Like it's it's a very uh, fantastic show. If you guys are looking for good, good, good information, it's very entertaining. Um, but it's also again uh, a big community. So all of the people that are uh, so it's instead of like bear bear names, everybody's like a sir, sir this, sir that, right? You know, okay. so it's like yeah, yeah. So it's very much like the bears in that regard. Everyone has like a sir name, you know. Um, but you have to earn it. Like you have to give a certain level of donation in order to get your, to become knighted. Right. So I haven't quite become, <laughs> I haven't become knighted yet. Uh, so I don't have a surname, but, uh, but no agenda show. So the community aspect of it. And, and then my buddy was like, uh, Rob do he's, he, he's, a he's a, he's a sir something, something on uh, no agenda. I'm like, Oh really? That's him. I hear them talk about him all the time. Uh, their COVID stance. Okay. They were the ones that were breaking all of the COVID stuff way before anybody else. They are, they were way ahead of the curve of anybody else. That's where I learned about PCR testing. Um, they, they are hardcore against the narrative and they, they, 
I would say between The Last American Vagabond and No Agenda, nobody did a better job of deconstructing and just destroying the COVID narrative. No Agenda is top tier when it comes to that, 100%. Um, yeah, and of course, like Owen, you know, just telling you to hold the line, hold the line. Uh, but, you know, these guys were going in and just like, here's the evidence. Here's the science. Here's like all this. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they were doing they were doing the really deep research, exposing it. You know what I mean? And so um, uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, so I, I reached out to Rob through the No Agenda Network. And I was just like, hey, man, like, yeah, I'd love to have you on the show. Um, and uh, and and just because like I was a fellow No Agenda person and he was like, hell, yeah. So it came on the show. And, uh, oh, so where can you find no agenda? It is, um, it's basically on, it's audio only. So there's no video. So it's just an audio podcast. Uh, so just any podcast player, just type in no agenda, you'll find it. Uh, and so, um, Rob came on the show and yeah, it was cool, man. Like he's just a great guy. And, uh, we stayed in touch and, and I ended up asking him, you know, it's funny. I like, I, I messaged him and I was just like, uh, I was like, Hey man, so. I feel like, uh, you know, if you guys are ever hiring, if you're ever looking for anybody, you know, I've got some editing skills. I got some like, you know, producer researcher skills. If you ever need any help, like I'd love to apply for a job. And he was like, well, we're not hiring right now, but if you want, we'll give you a channel on band video. And I was like, what dude, that's insane. So bam. So that's how that went down. So, wow. yeah. So maybe yeah, this will be my rock fan story in the future. You know, people exactly. Like, how did you get on rock fan? Well, I'm well, sure yeah. you've heard of Scott Armstrong. Scott Armstrong, <laughs> what? You had him on your show? Yeah, there you go. There you go. I know, you know. But uh, yeah, dude. I don't know. It was fun. Like we, and then we went down to as myself and a couple other guys. We went down to Austin and partied with those guys, the the Infowars crew. That was insane. Met up with uh, Primetime ninety nine Alex Stein there. Uh, what's their stance on the BJ question? Oh, I think they're very pro. Pro BJ, I think they're very pro BJ. Yeah, 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 yeah. Never really so, asked them, but you're assuming. I'm assuming. I'm <laughs> assuming. Maybe, maybe at least Adam Curry. I don't know, John. John, you'll see if you guys would listen to the show, you'll see what I mean. I think he doesn't like much of anything, so probably anti BJ. Actually, <laughs> he's a very angry old man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, so that's a that's that's that kind of worked out great, I guess. And I suppose it must drive some traffic towards your other your other. Yeah, yeah. Right. It, it definitely does. It definitely does. And uh, you know, I'm 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 just very grateful to be on there. Honestly, you know what I mean. Like it's 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 a good uh, it's a good deal, and I'm not ashamed of it. Like I know Infowars gets a lot of shit, and it's very interesting, man. Because like, I mean, I see it. I can see how Alex is still on the Trump train, dude. I'm like, dude, what the are you serious, man? There's something deeper going on, but I do know I've seen a lot of like the behind the scenes stuff there. Like I've took it, I went to the studio a few times. I've met a lot of the people there, like a lot of the producers and the people running the show there. And, uh, you know, it literally is just genuinely a bunch of like hardcore Liberty minded, like truth oriented people that are trying to do the best job possible. It's not, it's a very, very, very professional studio you know, as professional as it could possibly be, uh, you know, so, but, but it's like, but at the, at the same time, it's like a small crew of like very dedicated people that are just trying to get the truth out and they do a great job, man. Like, it's just like, it's crazy to see their behind the scene operation. It's like, 
they're not, you know, it, there's, they're not taking phone calls. No one's telling them what to say or what to do. You know what I mean? I mean, from what I could tell, who knows, who knows. Right. Yeah, yeah. But I, I do know I did get some information recently and I'm not going to say anything specific, but people who have blown up, gotten their own shows, uh, my, my buddies are go like, we're, we're, we're uh, asked to go on their show and being told, Hey, you can't talk about Pfizer. Hey, you can't talk about, um, there was something else too, specifically saying you can't talk about Pfizer on these large conservative platforms. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. So it's just like, so there are controlled opposition out there 100% without yeah. a doubt. But I don't get that vibe from InfoWars at all, dude. Like, I just, I just don't. And, and you know, it's funny because like a lot of the criticism that Alex gets like, oh, you never talk about Israel. It's like, dude, I've heard him talk about Israel. Like, I don't know where that, where that comes from. Maybe not to the extent that Owen does for, for you know what I'm saying? But it's like, yeah. you know, I think a lot well, of I guess, that, I guess that's how Owen fell out with him, right? Was because Owen yeah. was and that was a whole, yeah. Because they were yep. actually, there was a good long period where Owen was very pro Alex. Yeah. And then exactly. it all kind of collapsed around that time. Yeah. And, and, and so for me too, a lot of it has to do with like, I I've been like an almost daily listener of Alex, like since about like 2015. And so like before he was like the mega bad man before he was like, you know, uh, before he aligned himself with Trump and therefore the full weight of the establishment fell on him. Right. And it was, it's been so interesting to like watch his journey and his reaction to becoming the bad man. And it's just like, it's just like the amount of pressure it's just like there's some days where it just seems like insurmountable. Like it's just crazy. And just watching his journey of becoming this this archetypal figure of just like the most evil person in the world and like his response to it and just saying like, fuck all you guys. And it's just like I feel like maybe got to a place where he is just in his own mind, just like, well, I guess there's certain things I can't talk about just for the sake of just preserving this, preserving this thing that we're doing, you know, and even still. But I, I feel like he goes pretty hard against it. But anyway. I don't want to like, you know, I'm not like touting anybody. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. But well, it's interesting that now that we've started talking about it, one one other question. Yeah. How do you square away or how do you feel about his sort of strong association with the toe? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I I mean, I feel like I feel like maybe I mean, I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't see it. Maybe he doesn't see it. Uh, I feel like Joe's stabbed Alex in the back, you know. Uh, yeah. one of the things that really pissed me off was like, uh, and this is a big, big knock against Joe was like, okay. So, um, I remember it was like 2021. So Alex is like, his saying is, uh, the answer to 1984, is 1776, you know, one of his most famous speeches, he said, you know, you don't, or yeah, well, he was talking to uh, no, he was talking to a uh, Piers Morgan. And he said, if you keep coming after our guns, 1776 will commence once again, which, you know, for maybe any international people, 1776 is, uh, with, uh, that was the United, the, the American revolution, right. Against, against the British like this. So 1776 represents us saying, fuck you to the establishment. And we're going to fucking kill you. If you come at us with this shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're like, we're done fucking playing. 1776 is like fucking, uh, it's go time basically <laughs> is what that means. You know what I'm saying? And in so our, in, in Ireland, we have a few years like that. We had yeah. one in 1798, which is a major yeah. one, but it failed. Our, yeah. our big one where that eventually uh where where we eventually won was 1916 so it's actually much wow more recent, but, wow um, that's amazing that's amazing well, we, we, we had we had a good few and uh yeah yeah 
I've read a few books. Uh, God, I read this one. I can't remember what it was called, but it was more from the Scottish perspective um, about the, like the, the, just the ongoing, just hundreds and hundreds of years of like the English bastards just coming in and fucking with you guys, you know, but, but it also talked about Ireland too. And a lot of the uh, situations there, it's just crazy stuff, man. It's actually one of those, um, one of those interesting things about that I was kind of looking into recently is the association with green in Ireland. Okay. You know, like a green jersey, the green, white, and orange flag. And yeah. kind of people just like St. Patrick's Day, everybody puts on green. And is that Ireland for the longest time were blue? Blue was always hmm. our color. So I think it's blue for Ireland. A, a, a different, like a, it's a light blue for Ireland and a dark blue for Scotland because we're both Celtic. We're both this, like, yeah. Scottish people are actually just Irish people who invaded the north of that there island. Yeah. That's where they, that's kind of what they are. Um, so then the Welsh are red and the English are white. Mm. Right, this was the way it always was, and then what happened was the Scots turned loyalist to the British, and the Irish during the next rebellion, the next battle, were so ashamed of the Scottish that we didn't want to be associated with them, so we changed over to green, and it was supposed to be like a temporary thing, um, but then people plunged back into that years later and then associated with us. But blue is actually the color of Ireland. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I feel like, you know, American uh, advertisers pretty much latched onto the Irish green thing. And now, <laughs> now you guys are stuck with it. <laughs> you know? yeah. 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 Uh, but anyway, so the whole 1776 thing. And so then Joe Rogan was coming up on, because uh, you know, the, the episodes that Joe had Alex on were always just like, you know, the, like just broke the internet every time you know what i'm saying like just like those i some of the best podcasts ever in history were like the first time alex was on with with joe and it's just insane shit you know what i mean just insane they start drinking and like oh my god it gets out of control hilarious the most entertaining stuff out there probably you know what i mean right up there just because alex is just in just he's just a wild man you know what i'm saying so i missed the alex uh train i was aware of him i knew about him yeah. i just never got involved in that channel at all like yeah. i would tune in and i had a certain amount of respect for him and yeah i, I, I never had an issue but i uh yeah it, it, one of the one of the things that i'll recommend if you don't want to go down the the uh oh no <laughs> no hermenuetics here you guys oh my god oh my god uh <laughs> There's a show called OBDM, Our Big Dumb Mouth, and they do a great segment where they just do like out like the craziest sound bites of Alex from the week. And at, that is just like out of context. Alex is the most funny shit ever, dude. Like he says the most fucking ridiculous shit that is just so entertaining. And so that's 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 why I keep going back. But uh, but so Joe Rogan was coming up on his episode 1776, right? And Alex okay. was over on his show saying, like, well, I'm not gonna not gonna spill the beans or anything but uh let's just say i'm going on a really big show here soon and it's coming i'm like oh, okay he's going back on rogan yes all right so uh you know that in my head and he's coming up on episode 17 and the other thing too is like he he had alex on episode 9 episode 911 and so like he he brings certain people on for certain episode numbers that have certain you know meaning as far as the number goes and he's coming up on episode 1776 so i'm just like well, there's no doubt he who's going to be on for that episode. I mean, there's zero question about that. And of course, episode 1776 drops and it's some climate scientist from the Obama administration talking about climate change. And I'm like, Oh, that is some <laughs> bullshit. You know exactly what you were doing there. So he completely like, you know, put, put Alex to the curb on that one. And so, and he hasn't oh, been on it. He hasn't been on Alex hasn't been on there in years. And yeah, Alex or Joe just like 
And, you know, I, I haven't really heard Alex say much about Joe really in the way, like he, every now and then he's like, yeah, Joe Rogan's wide awake, but he kind of does defend him. But I feel like, uh, that's political reasons. You know what I mean? Like, like, I feel like Joe stabbed him in the back. Joe is, uh, just a little fucking snake, man. Just a hundred percent. Like there's no question about it. The other, the other really big one that really got to me was, uh, you know, I've never really been a big Jordan Peterson guy, but I know that Jordan Peterson has a history of like, like one of his areas of expertise is like authoritarian governments. You know, he, he's like a, a scholar when it comes to like, um, uh, the Gulag Archipelago, you know, yeah. quoting Alexander Solzhenitsyn, like he's like a scholar in the study of that, 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 that series of books, you know, that's like one of his expertise. Yeah. And so I remember in like 2021 at the height of the lockdown, uh, I saw an episode drop of uh, Jordan Peterson on Joe Rogan. I'm like, yes, this is great. <laughs> we need somebody who has expertise on authoritarian governments to really speak out on what's going on because this was at the time where we were seeing like the complete, yeah, like global clampdown, and they they literally talked about trannies for three hours, dude. Didn't even mention one sentence about anything related to COVID, anything related to authoritarian governments, anything. And I'm like, this is okay. Fuck all. In fact, that was when I that was my last straw with Rogan. I was like, fuck these guys, dude. Fucking yeah. just gatekeeper shill pieces of shit. Hundred percent. Like we needed you right now. We need you yeah, 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 right yeah, yeah. now. You need to step up and do something. And so, you know, of course, I'm not I've lost all of my instincts to outsource like you need to do something. No one's coming to do anything like just I know that 100 percent. But that was, you know, I, I had my hopes up there, you know. So yeah. anyway, what was this? It's hard to respect Alex for me after seeing his video from September 12th where he calls out Israel. Then he starts blaming Muslims in China. Yeah. You know, he's still on the China thing. He's still definitely on the China thing for sure. And uh yeah, the China's the bad guy. You know, I know, man. I just don't know. I don't know if they just don't know. Or yeah, if, yeah. Like, I just I just don't know, man. Are they uh, on their own train? Like with Jordan Peterson, yeah. I was big into Jordan Peterson. I would have been like a proper Jordan Peterson fan. Yeah. Uh for his for his early few years. Yeah. Where I really started to fall away from him in a big way. Now I already was, was uh the Brett Kavanaugh okay. that whole that whole debacle, that whole Brett Kavanaugh thing. Now that's foreign politics for me right but yeah there was still a um there was still something stinky about it when he suddenly came out and was saying this oh what we need to do right now is we need to uh like he basically went against everything that he'd been saying his whole thing was you don't give an inch these people don't have a backwards they don't have a breaks if you give an inch they take a mile and they're just going to keep on going and and then he says I think it'd be the best thing for Brett Kavanaugh to step down now. You know, like he tweeted that and it was so bizarre. Like, I'm sure he was just out of it on math or something, but like, it was, <laughs> yeah. so, it, was it was so bizarre. And then he follows back with tweets are just speech and speech is always playing a game of thoughts. Or, you know, it was just so, it was, it was so bizarre. And I was yeah. like, okay, this guy's up to something. And I dumped him at that point and uh, never really looked back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I never really got too far into him myself. Like maybe sound bites here. I'm like, oh, this guy's his all right. old but, interviews are actually quite informative. Yeah. The ones you can see on of his college interviews, where you know the, the psychology of different personality types and the mm. psychology of how to map your 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 world and how to plan for the future and this all of that's really good stuff. But 
Yeah. Well, I just found out, I just found out recently, like, so I moved here to Nashville in May of 2022 and, uh, found out like the daily wire, their headquarters is here in Nashville. So like Candace Owens and like, I think maybe Jordan, I don't know where Jordan's located at honestly, but like the daily wire is here in like my hometown. And I guess like one of their studios is like a few blocks from my freaking house. I'm like, what? what? Hold on, hold on here. So that's part of pirate stream media. Like my vision, my vision is to create something that rivals the daily wire. Like I want to put these bastards out of business, man. Like screw these guys, dude. It's gross. You know what I'm saying? Ugh. Ben, <laughs> ben Shapiro is our greatest ally. Yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. Oh yeah. Ben Shapiro is our greatest ally. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, so Jordan Peterson. I like his early work, you know. The, the, the early yeah. Actually, work. I might get a Jordan Peterson. I liked his early work T-shirt. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah, I like their early work. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like NASA. I yeah, like the NASA. Yeah. Early work. Early work. <laughs> yeah, I've got a bumper. They had. They were selling those bumper stickers um, at the Bear Fest. It says NASA, the early years. With like okay. that NASA spelled with the little SS logo. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got yeah, it here yeah. somewhere. I don't know where it's at, but yeah. Good yeah, I've times. seen it. I've seen it around. Yeah, some of that stuff's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> some of the little, yeah. the little themes and things that the bears. Oh, man, it's the best. It's the best, man. Uh, I'm very, very grateful for this community that we have, for sure. Like, I'm in like a couple little group chats. I'm sure you are, too, with all all the all the bears in the local community and we're always just like must be nice you know what i mean it's like our little language that we have like it's uh so cool dude yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so you must be part of which uh, you must have a bear group in your in your local area do you yeah it's called tentaria so all the tennessee bears uh okay. tentaria yeah yeah tentaria. yeah yep that's cool that's cool obviously i'm part of bearer that's what the irish bears are bearer. called they're called bearer that's because the awesome. irish the irish for ireland is era Oh, nice. Oh, right. That makes so. sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. That's so cool, yeah. man. I, yeah, I just got a lot of gratitude, man. It's, uh, it's really, really cool these days, man. Very grateful. And I'm always telling people about Bertaria. And it's like, you know, you can, uh, it's like one of Owen talks about it all the time. Like his vision is that Bertaria, like people get involved, or especially with the app, Bertaria Times app, they get involved with it without even knowing who he is. Like you can get involved with it without, even knowing yeah yeah you know yeah. what what oh who owen benjamin is you know what i mean and i feel like you know some people are scared to share it because like owen you know is a very intense person that talks about things that maybe aren't for everybody but still the bertaria uh bertaria itself is something that's for everybody you know so i'm always telling people about the bertaria times app you know it was interesting there was there was i was kind of bummed about this but i had a friend who joined the bertaria times app and she posted in the singles group uh something that was like maybe she was like hey does anybody have any good memes to share and then like this these people just like eviscerated her they're like oh you're in the wrong saloon blah 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 like like fucking like whoa dude like this is crazy like so obviously she's not a viewer of the show so maybe i don't know maybe that's on her a little bit for like being like thinking this was like facebook or something you know what i mean but like yeah but at the same time i was like she 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 got really um kind of uh I don't know, kind of disillusioned by the whole thing and deleted it. I'm like, I know, but you know, still it is what it is. So I don't know. I don't know. I haven't figured that one out yet, but I, I, I just think that like, you know, there's a spot for everybody. I guess if you're, I guess not for everybody, we still need to, we still need to keep, keep it curated to a certain standard. You know what I mean? But, 
but for the most part, you know, I do, I do uh, feel like share or sharing the building Bertari is a great way to get people in. Like I'm always sharing that movie and telling about the app and be like, Hey guys, this, come on in. It's pretty cool. So yeah. for some people, there's definitely a block there. I remember that was the only thing for me that I really took from the, uh, there was, there was the James true period when Owen really mm -hmm. liked James true. I don't know if you were even around at that point. I don't think so. No, I don't remember that. There was a period of time where Owen really liked James True and he pushed James True a lot. Now they hate each other. <laughs> but uh, there was a period because James True, basically James True arrived in and Owen was just so interested in him. He's like, this guy's like sitting out here in like a cabin and he's just got like a fountain of gravy and all you have to do is just give him a platform and it just all starts to spew out. And for a while it was like that. James True had so many great insights and then he was like, Satanism is the answer. And suddenly oh. it all like he just suddenly changed tack and he started like redefining words and saying that the act of watching me is actually a form of worship and like he started going what? Started, started saying and lucifer is really just the rising morning star so to say that you are anti-luciferian means that you don't like the rising star in the morning and that the rising star represents you know us rising or jesus rising from the dead and he says so i'm a luciferian and kind of started like Whoa. changing his whole stuff around and Owen was like Oh no, I've been like telling all the bears to listen to this guy for months and he had to come down real hard on it. And then it became this whole, this whole debacle, right? Where yeah. they hate each other now. And like, but um, one interesting thing that James True brought to the table was this concept of aperture. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. I've heard, of, I've heard of that discussion. That, yep. Yeah, that came into the bear lexicon through James True, right? Uh, and it's that concept that. There's, you know, separate to IQ is this other capability of, 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 a, of, a, of an ability for your brain to handle seeing the light, right? Yeah. Seeing the truth, right? So yeah. um, how do you feel about that? I think we see that all the time with people um, when you try to show them things like Owen Benjamin. People have like various protective mechanisms. So the example I was going to give is we have a, there's a British guy who is known as the Jolly Heretic. And he's one of my big watches. I love watching him. Even though I don't believe in um, evolution so much, he uh, he's a big like evolutionary, evolutionary biologist kind of guy. And he's big into talking about that kind of thing. But he, um, I shared something that he, because that I just found him interesting. And I shared it with this girl I know who'd be quite liberal. And uh, rather than go and listen to the interview, she first went and searched his name. Because obviously she decided I had a I had a dodgy history of sharing Nazis with her or something, right? Oh wow! <laughs> she went and searched his name first, and then came back to me with his Wikipedia. I had no idea this guy was controversial. I'd been watching him for months, and all he talked about was like evolutionary biology and stuff like that, right? So I was yeah. like, okay, whatever. And she showed me this Wikipedia, and it's like worse than Owens. It's like wow. you know, he writes like he writes articles for like race awareness magazine and like all this kind of stuff right and i was like what i had no idea right but she had this like protective mechanism where she doesn't even check somebody out until she's read their wikipedia first wow yeah i mean that's uh okay so to me that that goes back to a lot of like what i think the problem is to begin with and uh, i have a few case studies that i could point to to kind of indicate what this is but it really comes down to like codependency codependency is really what it is. People don't want their friend groups or their peer groups or people around them to think that they are bad or that they are outside of the paradigm or, or different. People are so 
concerned about how other people perceive them, that they're willing to completely shut their brains off to truth or to anything. And one of the most, uh, one of the most, uh, powerful, I talk about this a lot on my show. Um, one of my buddies has this fantastic show called Deborah gets red pilled and, uh, Deborah gets red pilled is a great show. I definitely recommend you guys go check it out. I saw the so, original. So you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? You heard of that show? I I, I, I was re I was referring to Debbie Does Dallas. Debbie Does Dallas. Oh, okay, okay, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, sh big shout outs to Deborah, man. And so basically, what the show is, the premise of the show is, uh, okay, let's see. So I've had a few friends, uh, a few feminist cousins and friends who've been asking me about Bertaria. They're like, "Hey, your mom was telling me about this cult. Can I get more info?" Logos rising. There you go. Yep. Bring let the feminists. Yeah, I can't wait to hear their perspective on it. But okay, so so Deborah gets red pilled. It's uh my buddy Adam. He, uh, he had his, his mother-in-law, Deborah, Deborah is just like your classic, you know, she lived in San Francisco her whole life, loves CNN, just like devout, like just hates Trump with every fiber of her being believes that every single thing on CNN is like the complete truth, the whole truth. And they would never deceive, you know, just completely blue pilled to the extreme. Okay. And, uh, so the idea of the show is that Adam brings on like experts from all over the world about every topic imaginable, and just red pills are like on the show. You know what I mean? So the, from one, from one week to the next, they're talking about like child sex trafficking or like, you know, all the COVID stuff and just like, <laughs> just red pill it or, you know, and they're yeah. like a couple, they're like a couple hundred episodes in at this point. And, and there's been periods where it was very intense where like, you know, they were having like a falling out. Like they, there was a few episodes where like Deborah stopped, you know, didn't want to do the show anymore. And then she comes back triumphantly, you know, but through a lot of this struggle, um adam is like just like determined like okay what is going on like you know we over here and like the truth side we all have friends family members that are like still in the narrative still like asleep to what's going on their aperture isn't open and yeah. we think we think that by sending them like an article like hey check out this article you know or sending them an email like oh hey did you know about this like sending them one little tidbit of information is going to like open their eyes they're like oh wow i guess i was completely wrong about everything right yeah <laughs> but you could literally sit someone down uh who who is still trapped you know still blue pilled you literally sit them down with experts from every field for hundreds and hundreds of hours presenting endless amounts of information and evidence and still they won't wake up you know okay. it has to be like this internal shift within them that allows them to wake up because it happens all the time i mean we know it happens yeah. but it has to come from within but uh so the idea is uh oh man okay so hold on redirect me here what was the point again so uh we were talking about aperture and people's ability to take in the truth and to see yes yeah 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 oh yeah the codependency thing okay so that's what yeah. it is and so that's that's what adam really has determined like just sitting down with deborah and really dissecting it's like okay so deborah so and i i love deborah she's fantastic um i've done several shows with her like the fact she's such a good sport you know she's willing to put herself out there and have these conversations you know and get okay. uncomfortable and really, in her own words, she really says, like, the only reason why I am not able to process this information or the reason why I'm not able to uh, adopt any of these worldviews is because I don't want my husband or my friends to think that I like Trump. Like, that's really what it comes down to. And mm -hmm. so they've almost, like, created, like, with Trump, they've almost created this, like, straw man where it's like anybody that likes Trump is bad. Anybody that hates Trump is good. And in their world, in that worldview, 
the that's that's what that's the whole thing that it centers around is like if you like trump you're the most horrible person in the world yeah and you deserve to die and then if you hate trump then you're one of us you're one of us and so her worst fear is that her friends will perceive her as a trump supporter or somebody who doesn't 100 percent toe the line of what cnn says and so yeah. really a lot of this goes comes down to uh the idea that like you know people's apertures are not open because they don't want their friends to think anything less of them. And I think a lot of that's driven with social media. I think a lot of that's driven with uh, just, you know, everybody just, you know, just so self-absorbed and self-centered and yeah. just not being able to see two inches in front of their face. Um, and, and that creates this world where they're not even on a subconscious level, not open to this information coming in. You know, it's like a protective mechanism to keep yeah. them, to keep them in their herd, in their community, you know? And then those of us that have broken through, it's like, I don't give a fuck what you guys think about me, dude. I literally don't. Like, I have put it all on the line. I've lost jobs. I've moved. I've lost family over this shit. And I'm not changing or changing my views or, or backing down on my principles. And so I've become very jaded and hardened <laughs> throughout this whole process. Um, and I think those that are still caught up in it just don't have that. They, they don't have the instinct to uh, just say, fuck all of you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, What's yeah. interesting is my experience of it, um, of sort of waking up, I guess, to all of these, these truths and these ideas was much more, um, much more gradual. And it, it didn't, it didn't require too much. Like there was a huge shift in thinking that had to go on, but it, there was, there was very little resistance in my consciousness to any of it. So, uh, really, like, you know, there was, there was always things that, that I would note, like things like, you know, like little conspiracy things like 9-11. I always had my issues with that. Yeah. I, I found some of the, the first time where we really like, because I guess in Ireland, we would have heard a lot about Bill Clinton during the, the sex scandal. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. Obviously, we're generally aware of who's the president in America all the time, but we didn't get like this day by day like obsessive like let's really cover like the american president in our news all the time stuff until obama came along and then all of a sudden obama was like center of attention and the people were retelling the world they were saying like oh now all the racism's over and i'm like there wasn't there wasn't any racism that i experienced or that i saw around me before they're like oh there was racism there was racism everywhere yep. and everybody was re-remembering the 90s as if this 90s was this like like they people the way people talk about the 90s now it's like you know it's slave era like south <laughs> you know the, the south in america like yeah. they they take this whole total different sort of view of what the 90s were like it was it was awful yeah but uh, that was always bizarre to me but i kind of let it go but what really started when i really started stepping outside the normative kind of way of talking about things because i had all my own theories but i didn't really talk about them was actually trump and I landed, I landed on the mainstream when Trump first came along, and yeah, everybody was saying, "Ah, oh, he shouldn't be president. He's just a whatever. He's a, a talk, a talk show, a reality star, and yeah. blah blah blah." And then, and then people started saying, people started publishing articles saying he's going to be the next Hitler. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yep. 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 And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and I kind of read the articles, and I was like, "Oh, oh okay. There's some similarities. Like, he hates the media." Hitler hated the media. Okay, you know, I was kind of like, all right, that's that's weird, but fine. Okay, he's gonna be the next Hitler. And then friends of mine were really losing it. They were like really losing it with, with the whole idea. So then I said, um, 
all right, I want to look into this. So I started like really investigating and I'm like, there's nothing here. Like, why, yeah. why is everybody getting so upset? And I, it's, especially when it's a foreign country, it's even more bizarre why people like my friends are getting really upset about this guy. And I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, what? what's going on? And that just kind of like red-pilled me, I guess. All of a sudden I was like, but hold on. No, but he didn't say that. He said this. And I was like trying to just tell them. But I was doing it from a I don't really care about politics stance. But I was still getting outed as like a, a Trump-loving kind of yeah. guy. And I was just like, this is weird. And that just kind of kept sending me. But for me, it was always just about like, well, this, that's that's not true. That's true. And then I'd be like, oh, yeah. but that's true. And it was, it, it was there was no real resistance in my brain to any of it. And like, yeah, it was yeah. unfortunate that people got angry with me, but I felt like I had nothing I could do about that. Yeah, no, I feel you, man. It's, it, it, it's interesting to look back and see just, you know, what they turned him into. And I, I, Alex Jones actually talks about it a lot too, is like, you know, they, they create this public view of me and then they take away my ability to speak. And so now the only public perception is this artificial narrative, this, the straw, he calls it a straw man too. Like, it's just like this, so you censor me, you take away my ability to explain myself. And then, uh, yeah, I like Trump until I found out he wasn't going to be the next. Yes. <laughs> That's great. Uh, and, and then you, so you remove somebody's ability to speak and then you, then the public creates this artifice, this fake, you know, thing about what they want you to think he is. And then they can just, you know, it's the false, it's like the inverse of like a false idol, you know, it's like the false, uh, you know, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I gotta. I, I gotta. Uh, let's see here. I'm gonna give you a challenge. Can you carry oh. the show for yourself for about like two minutes? Because I gotta run to the restroom really bad, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's carry, do that. Carry the show. I'll be right back. Okay. All right. All right. So, uh, Irish New Newfoundland, right? I know that that's not Newfoundland, but Irish Newfoundland Bear was mentioned in the Kel Washington interview with Topher. Everybody should check out. Uh, Topher's live, uh, Topher's streams. He does them on Topher.com. There's also like a Telegram group, and I'm sure there's like Spotify links and podcast links. But it's it's a great. Obviously, Topher's amazing. Uh, he got on to me recently because he was on the show, and he said, um, "Hey, tell people to check out this Cal Washington. It was a really good interview." So, so I'm saying it now. But uh, I was listening to it today. and it really is a great, interesting interview. Cal Washington is a just a fountain of gravy and i know i'm not sure if he's still here but belgian bob was here earlier i know he's into the lawfulness kind of thing and i'm sure he's already listened to the to that since i shared it earlier but that was very interesting for me and i love his um i feel now i've listened to cal washington before but i love the way he breaks down the kind of uh the biblical kind of reality of the world and how the uh, legal system is built around that um and yeah, I'd recommend to anybody to kind of check that out ASAP because it's such a good interview, especially with Christopher Gardner interviewing somebody like that. Um, baby bladder bear. We've been on for uh, one hour 26. Yeah, no, this happened to me before where I've been. I remember because in my early streams, my early streams on Instagram, I used to, uh, I was just saying in my early streams on Instagram because it was a bit more rogue back in those days. I used to just get really, really drunk and like talk to people. And uh, I remember my my Burn Bear interview. I'd never really talked to him before. And by the end of that, like I had I had forgotten that I was supposed to be interviewing him. And then I so I was drinking with my wife. And then I remembered. And then he he kind of arrived in. And then he was like singing and everything. And I was dying to go to the toilet. And so when oh, he yeah. started, 
he started like singing a uh, highway to hell <laughs> and i just kinda, i just kind of snuck out and uh, like in the middle of the interview without saying anything oh man uh, while, yeah, while yeah. singing Yep, baby bladder bear. That's the, my new name. That's it's official. <laughs> so there you go. Yep, yep, yep. I'm sorry. Dad, normally I don't have. It's not a thing, but man, man, I don't know. I'm not used to uh, podcasting first thing in the morning. I'm usually, uh, I'm usually, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. I just left ten minutes. Oh, what's up, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That talk about. But yeah, yeah man, Burn I was Bear singing uh, ACDC was actually fantastic. Burn Bear's quite a talented kind of fella, really. That's awesome. Yeah. Have you met? Have you seen Burn Bear? Or like... uh, no, I haven't had any interaction with him. Just in the chat, you know, just seen him. Yeah, in the but chat. he's an Irish bear living in oh, living in Croatia. But he's a uh, he's just an interesting character. Like you kind of get talking to him. His his life story is very interesting, and he's a great singer. And uh, yeah, he's just a he's a mad character. That's awesome. He, yeah. Cool. Nice man. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, yeah, what I was saying before while you were gone was I was mentioning that interview. I don't know if you are you into Christopher Gardner? Yeah, oh, yeah, totally. Have you been watching his new podcast? Mm, I just haven't. No, I have not yet. Yeah, he's I think he's like seven or eight episodes in at this point, but he had Cal Washington on in his most recent episode. Um, so I don't know. Do you know who Cal Washington is? I don't know. He's a big name in the whole lawfulness kind of uh side of things, you know, like um let natural law um free man on the land kind of like but like but he but he, he yeah he's, i think he's passed all the free man on the land stuff and he's into this he's a very very deep fountain of gravy on all that it's it's a uh, it's all to do with um how the legal system reflects the bible because there's a there's an ultimate reality that's over overseeing everything and uh you know he was breaking down his views on on what's actually happening here and his perspective largely is that that this is all a, like it's all the book of Job, essentially. Interesting. That this is all a book. This is all a court case that we're in at the moment, where God is um, God is incredibly fair, and that our legal system is therefore based on how God deals with every conflict. Right, everything has to be fair, and um, he satan lucifer made a claim a legal claim to god that he should be god mm. and uh god is trying that case but he's essentially remanded him in custody on this planet and all of it, and all of his demons because he kind of led a rebellion that's the concept and um that our that we are being judged almost as an as a proxy for god because of God's claims to being the God, hmm. um, and that that's represented in the Book of Job, where where that's supposed to be. When you read the Book of Job, Satan comes to God and says, "Your people only love you because of what you give them." And then God God shows him his greatest person, which is Job, and he says, "Yeah, but he only loves you because he's the richest man in the world and because he has everything. He, if you took away all of his things, he wouldn't love you anymore." So then God said, "Okay." And he sets out a deal. You can take all his things, but you can't hurt him. You can't touch him. You can't do anything to him, but he can lose all of his benefits. Mm. And, and then Satan keeps coming back and forth and back and forth. And the idea is, is that that's, that's just a part of the court case that's been going on. That Satan's making claims and then God's responding with a counteroffer. Okay, you can take his things, but you can't hurt him. And then... It's it's literally showing a court case in terms of how they work today. 
And Kyle Washington breaks that whole idea down and makes it seem far more grounded than I'm making it seem. Hmm. Uh, and it's uh, it's very interesting. Very yeah, interesting. just just the idea of God negotiating doesn't seem very like God is just like God is God. Like you don't really uh, do you negotiate well, yeah, with God? That's interesting. He believes that like Satan's making it loose. I don't know if he's loose for Satan. Uh, he's making this claim, this legal claim about something to do with fairness, mm -hmm. and that God's being fair. He's giving yeah. him this. He's giving him this <clears throat> chance to make his claim, to make his case, and that's what we're kind of almost in is we're in this kind of court case. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, just the idea of free will ne necessitates the fact that you need a dark, uh, you know, some some sort of temptation, some sort of dark temptation. And so that the, the devil has a role, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's a very but interesting. It, it, no, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. That's very interesting. Yeah, well, Cal Washington has a, has a foundation, a company that wins court cases for people using his understanding of how the legal system works. Whoa, well, that's cool. So yeah. I, well, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, and he's like doing all yeah. kinds of stuff. Like he's putting, he's putting, like, I, I don't want to get the terminology wrong. So I'm just going to use my basic terminology. Like yeah. he's putting claims on the government for their, for their, uh, their misuse of mask protocols and uh, vaccine mandates and, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's a, he's a, an African-American guy and he's just kind of, oh, cool. he's just kind of, uh, yeah, crushing. He's been doing yeah, it for yeah. a long, long, long time. It all started uh, when his wife divorced him and okay. he started, he started studying law to deal with this. And then it just, it spiraled into him being like a legend in the lawfulness. Field. Okay, dude. Okay. Speaking of laws, court cases, I got something for you and the bears here. And so this is something that I've been thinking about for a minute and, uh, and, and I feel like it, it's only like it could be done. Like if the bears come together, we can make it happen. And it's an idea I've had. And I've had some people tell me, whoa, that's genius. An idea I had for a, a, a fictional movie, like a scripted movie. Okay. And mm -hmm. uh, I always want to be like, uh, but I feel like we could pull it off, man. So check this out. And, and this is like open source. If anybody, like anybody wants to take it and run with it. If like, like get with me, like let's, let's make this happen. But here's the idea. Okay. So. All right. So I'm not sure where I assume there's a lot of people that are in various different stages of the whole flat earth thing. I don't even know where I'm at with it. Like I haven't done my due diligence. I haven't gone down the rabbit hole sufficient enough to convince myself that it is flat. I, I see a lot of you guys, a lot of smart people that uh, have been there and, and, and have done the research and have determined that it's the way, or at least it's not round. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, so here's the, here's my idea for a movie, right? So there's a guy, he's like a, He's going through a divorce with his with his wife because she thinks he's crazy because he's gone down the rabbit hole and he determined that the earth is not round. It's something, but he's he's made up his mind that it's not round. And and you know, he looks into other things too, other conspiracies and stuff, but she thinks he's completely crazy. And now she's taking like his kids and trying to get all his money, right? right. And so and so in a court of law, his defense is no, 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 I'm not insane the earth is flat and I'm going to prove it. And so in the reality of the movie, his defense is no, the earth is flat and I'll prove it. And so the whole court, the whole movie is like him in court, like presenting evidence. And then by the end of the movie, like he's presented so much evidence that every, like the jury's like, okay, not guilty because I guess the earth is flat. So in a court of law, he basically proves in a court of law that the <laughs> earth is flat. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, there yeah, yeah. There you go. So I think that, and then, and so then what we need then from the community is like, like, let's, let's get all of the most incontrovertible, unassailable evidence 
to that effect and let's 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 figure out how to work that into like a script form so there you go that's really cool that's yeah it's a great yeah. idea yeah so there you go bears let's do this let's make it happen <laughs> so you yeah. heard it here first so i don't <laughs> yeah. know yeah so, so where were we before uh before your big number two break oh my god i don't even know like we were talking about we were talking about the whole trump thing and the the the, the inversion of the false idol where you create like a false bad guy and then you can keep people away from certain topics or certain ah, things yes. if, if you create yeah. if you create a bad guy um you know so so the boogeyman like you got to create a boogeyman and then people will automatically not uh not try to associate with those ideas or those thoughts right but it's interesting because like with the bears like it's just like we gravitate towards that oh is this person hated and 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 scorned and and been kicked out of society well that's i'm down dude where, where, where can i find this person you know yeah yeah you know we we go towards that where most people you know they'll they'll google search owen benjamin and be like oh no he's a homo, homo you know homophobic bigot uh anti-semite i can't i can't have anything to do with him and we're like yes awesome <laughs> sounds yeah. like an interesting guy hey papa oh, j bear yeah. how's it going papa j bear in the house what's up um and titty bears here pork bears here belgian bob is here no irish newfoundland bear dude i love it there's a good few people kind of hanging yeah. around there's people coming in and out mumsy bears here yes mumsy bear what's up it has been won in court zen garcia fought and won oh really so there's a precedent there's legal precedent wow that's interesting zen garcia i'm gonna have to look into that one let's see uh zen zen garcia how interesting yeah I think part of the um, part of the inspiration, I think, for that was um, uh, that the exorcism of Emily Rose, that old movie where it's like, you know, the legal defense was that exorcism is real. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Uh, Zen Garcia wiki. Garcia. Oh, flat Earth. Anyway. I'll have to look that up. There you go. Yeah, that's the whole thing. So you've got a yeah, few yeah. things. You've got a few things down in your notepad now after this interview. Anyway, I do. I do indeed. I do indeed. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I want to give a shout out to another project that I'm working on. Okay, uh, this is uh, so this is a kind of a new new show. Um, so there is a uh, there's a dating website called Unjected.com. Have you guys heard of this before? I heard of it because of um, Food Forest Bear when he was on my stream. He oh, mentioned it. And he was kind of talking about you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so um, I got teamed up with the founders of the dating website, Unjected.com, which is a dating website for unvaccinated people. So, if you're looking for an unvaccinated partner, check out Unjected.com. I thought, uh, I thought the, the socially acceptable term now was pure bloods. Pure bloods. Yeah. So, if you're looking for a pure blood, uh, <laughs> pure blood partner, Unjected.com. But, you know, they're working on scaling up the website. It's a very rudimentary site at this point. Um, and uh, so basically we're trying to create excitement around it. And so uh, the two founders, it's these two gals named um, Shelby and Heather who live in Hawaii. Uh, we started a show called The Unjected Show, which is a live call-in show for uh, people to call in and share their like unvaccinated dating stories or get dating advice or anything like that. And it's, it's so much fun. It's absolutely hilarious. Um, there's a fourth host, his name is Zach Brown, who, uh, his, his, he's, he's, a I call him a comedian. I don't know if he necessarily considers himself a comedian, but he does a show called, uh, unfit statesman, the unfit statesman podcast. And, uh, he reminds me so much of Owen, like 
he's constantly doing like these just like insane like he's like got very like racially charged humor and stuff and and it's uh he's hilarious and i asked him i'm like dude you're like you're like uh you're like a young owen benjamin like he's like who's owen he has no idea who owen is i keep trying to get him to listen to owen i'm like dude you'll fucking love it i'm telling you but uh but he just does it just because that's his personality type he's hysterical so anyway so the unjected show is like really uh uh it's just a, a lighthearted, laid back, hilarious audience participation call in show. And so, yeah, definitely want to, if you guys want to. Well, it's a dating it's, site that has a show attached to it. Basically, basically, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it's, a, every, is there a connection between the dating aspect and the show? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, uh, so for example, this last week we had, um, Frank Cavanaugh, who used to be the bass player for the band Filter. Uh, okay. you know, that song, Hey Man, Nice Shot, right? The, the old 90s rock song. Yeah, yeah. So, so he was on, and it was like a date, date a rock star themed episode. But even though no no ladies called in, it was just um, just a couple of my buddies called in just to chat. But anyway, but yeah, there there's like a dating element to it. And part of like, you know, the message I feel is that like, you know, the, the idea of unjected, um, being, the idea of being unjected is a lot more than just not having accepted a, the vaccine into your life, like not taking a shot, you know, to me, like injected is just like a, a way, a, a way of, of life. You know what I mean? It's like discernment, it's community building. It's, uh, you know, all the things that we kind of value, um, in, in addition to, to remaining like non injected, you know what I'm saying? So, so we're just trying to cultivate that community a little bit. I think a lot of it has to do with it, but, uh, it's just fun. It's a fun hang. It's, it's, you know, out, out of all the, the muck and the nonsense, um, Hey man, no shot. Yeah, exactly. Titty bear. I'm trying to, I was trying to convince Frank. I'm like, Frank, you need to come up with a, with an updated version of the song that says, Hey man, no shot. So. what I was going to say was actually, this has just reminded me of a conversation that came up in the two main, bear, the two main bear groups that I'm in as I'm in the Irish group and I'm in the European group. Right. Yeah. Um, so in the European group, there's a guy, Shallock, Shallock Bears, he's, he's called. And he is, I actually thought he was American, but a few times I've called him, I've called him American or I've made fun of him for being American. He might be Canadian, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. like, I don't know. I, I, I like, I've heard, like, I've heard him speak once or twice. And to us, American accents, Canadian accents, they sound kind of the same. Sure. Right. So, um, so I never asked him, but just, I remember he kept calling me British for a while and I didn't know why he kept calling me British. And then it occurred to me. Is it because I keep calling him American and he's actually Canadian and he hasn't told me yet? Um, and he's trying to like annoy me by calling me British to show me that I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going on exactly. But anyway, maybe so he's either American or he's Canadian, but he is crushing. He's living in like the north of Spain. I think it's himself and his mother, and they got a bunch of land up there and they are encouraging like minded people. It's like I think it's like a largely abandoned area. Whoa. And there's no farmhouses and things. So they bought a bunch of land and they're encouraging other like-minded people to buy land near them. And they're trying to set up like a proper bear community. Wow. That's awesome. So, so like, yeah, like he's really like doing it. Right. Yeah. And uh, he, he, he says a big problem that he's having is, you know, he's a very young guy, you know, I don't know exactly a lot younger than I am. And he, he says dating, dating's the issue. And the big problem he's having is obviously because he's living in a secluded area of Spain is even meeting women in the first place. But he does get women on site because he he takes on you know labor from people who are interested in learning about growing and a lot of girls come on. But he said um, the big problem is they're all injected. Right. Yeah. So he was asking in the group. 
do you is this line fuzzy do people think or do we, or do we feel like no that we should we really have to draw the line at that and then some people were saying yeah no you have to draw the line there and other people were saying well it depends if she's grown since it depends yeah and then other so really and then it, there was the whole argument about how serious it actually is is has she had one two three has there been boosters you know and how do you feel about that yeah Remember, that's a remembering we're on youtube <laughs> okay yeah yeah okay yes we're on youtube okay um like i said i believe it's just a way of life it's like a mentality right like i i, I kind of want like i don't mind being friends vaccines are very safe everybody i don't mind being being friends uh colleagues with people who chose to accept the 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 stabby into their lives you know but uh but at the same time, like in terms of like, you know, whether like an intimate partner or woman I want to like, you know, spend the rest of my life with, build a family with, like having my inner circle, I feel like uh, it's important that she had the for the resolve to like stand up for herself and protect herself and her family from that sort of thing. I don't know. There's that. But then also, I mean, you know, <clears throat> there's a lot of concerns about, uh, you know, there's a lot of fertility concerns in general. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to rule out this whole group of people, but um, the type of people I want to build a future with are unjected. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's tough to say. It's tough to say. You know, I I do tend to agree with like what Owen says, where it's like you can't just demonize a whole group of people and to treat people with compassion. And that, and I do have a lot of compassion. At the end of the day, they're victims. I completely see them and view them as victims of some horrible thing that was done to them. And uh, the biggest, the crime in it involves the lack of informed consent. You know, that's the, the big thing that we harp on and that I'm over here writing articles, doing shows about is like, you know, if they aren't going to provide the informed consent, then it's up to us to do it, you know? And so I feel very passionate about trying to provide people with the information that's being hidden from them when it comes to the, this specific medical intervention, um, you know? And so you know, I, I can't rule up people out, although I have, you know, I, I'm, you know, a single guy trying to date myself and I have ended things with people based solely on the fact that they, you know, I'm not interested in, in that. So, yeah. yeah, I think this is a situation that a lot of people are finding themselves in. And it's something I've certainly thought through. I've got three daughters and one son, as I told you before the show, and I look at my well, now that I've got my son, I'm looking at him too. But I'm I was previously looking at my daughters and going, "Is this going to be an issue? Yeah. Like, how are they going to find somebody? You know?" Um. So yeah, it's well, hopefully, so hopefully by the time they're uh, adults and ready to start dating, Unjected.com will be like the biggest, <laughs> best dating site out there. That's the whole goal. That's the whole goal. Yeah. You know what's yeah. really interesting? I want to I want to tell your listeners about this. So, um, this is a little like life research hack right here. So. Uh, Zen Garcia YouTube. I'll have to check that out. So I typed in Zen Garcia Flat Earth on Google and nothing, no results, zero, zip, nothing. Okay. It was, uh, let's see, what, what what's, so Zen Garcia Flat Earth. Oh, wait, there, okay, no, maybe there is some. I typed in just Zen Garcia and I got a bunch of stupid stuff. Okay, so never mind. I, I take that back. Oh, weird. Okay, now it's popping up. That's weird. I typed in and maybe I mistyped it. What did I type in? But anyway, I was just going to tell your listeners, there's a different, um, there's Bible reading bear. Hey, how's it going? Bible reading bear. Uh, what I was going to say is uh, Yandex. Have you ever used Yandex before? Are you familiar with that search engine? I I know us, but yeah, no, yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not a yeah. user. 
Yeah, if you're ever looking for information that Google tries to keep hidden from you, Yandex is a great one. Y a n d e x. It's actually like the the Russian version of Google, <clears throat> and a lot okay. of times you can you can get a lot of things that Google just will not show you. So or DuckDuckGo even <clears throat> DuckDuckGo has been compromised. So. Yeah. <clears throat> so Yandex is a great research tool. But anyway, uh, I can see women saying they don't want a guy that took the shot, but it's hard to be mad against women who didn't have a man leading them. Fair enough. Um, but even that, I agree with that. But um, even that, you're still left with the concern about what the future holds for these people. Yeah. Um, and really wrapping yourself up with somebody who maybe is might possibly unverifiedly, allegedly may have issues in the future. It's hard to know. It's hard to know, man. Yeah, I uh, part of the main one of the main reasons why I left Oregon and moved to Tennessee was just the opportunity to possibly find a uh, more unjected type gal out here because in oregon that's the the dating pool is like non-existent like there's just nothing literally nothing there yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah. so yeah and, and then and it's I'm, I'm hopeful like tennessee is a very cool place i really really love it out here so the thing is there's got to be like similarly there's got to be a group any woman who hasn't at this point is going to feel quite strongly about it yep right yeah so that pool is out there of women who only want you right you know <laughs> you know what i mean that yeah. pool's out there you just have to find them and i guess that's what injected's for right yep exactly well you know i gotta say too injected is a lot more than just a dating site it's like i got, got a community building aspect so even if you are uh with somebody you know you can find other like-minded people vaccines are very safe you guys um israel is the greatest ally that america has ever known Please make sure that you let everybody know that. Oh, and don't um, forget. Oh, diversity is our strength. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. That's so funny. Uh, and uh, and uh, they also have a blood donor listing on there in case you're looking. It's like a, it's not like a blood bank, but it is a blood donor listing. So if you, you can go look in your geographical region for people that have like a blood type, if you're looking for um, certain, you know, if you're looking for blood for, for any reason, you know what I'm saying? And then they do also have fertility services. So they have sperm donors and egg donors on injected. Oh, really? Hilarious. Yes, indeed. So, uh, and they're actually working with, I, I've been told not to say anything yet, but they're working with like this, like household name, uh, individual to help really bolster support around the blood donation stuff. So it's like there, there's big things down the works and they're doing some amazing, amazing stuff. Um, but yeah, I want to encourage everybody to check out the Unjected show. It's a lot of fun. It's every Friday night at nine o'clock Eastern, which would be in the middle of the night for you. It'd be like 3 a.m. Irish time, but, yeah. uh, or no, excuse me. It'd be 2 a.m. Irish time, but, uh, but still, but still, it's a good, it's a good hang. I want to, everyone check it out. And it's on rockfin, rockfin.com forward slash unjected. So, uh, yep. Uh, so the donors, so basically the whole website is based around, um, just like, the, the just the honesty what do you what do you call it uh just the honesty system or whatever so the people that are listing on the blood so th it's not a blood donor service where you know you don't go in and they give you blood it's basically people listing their location and saying what blood type they are and then you can reach out to that individual if you are like say you need like you're going in for some surgery and you want some like backup blood from an individual that you might trust 
they can help facilitate that connection, but it's not like a blood bank or anything like that. So, you know, again, it would be up to you to use discernment when contacting an individual to ask about acquiring that blood. So okay. as with all things, so yeah, which is weird. I just really hope to never have to be in that situation. Like, yes, like, I think we all, we all yeah. just presume that we will never be the person who needs blood. Right. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's almost outside of my, my ability to, to, to envisage in my yeah. future that I'll be, I'll be need, in need of donated blood. Yeah. So fingers crossed that comes. Fingers crossed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. 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 Shoot, Bear says, I can't donate blood because I lived in Germany in the eighties. Oh, really? What is, is this, that? is this a joke or is this an actual rule? I need to know. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's like, it was just that you guys were partying a little too hard in the eighties. Germany, Germany have a lot of like, yeah, I'm wondering, did Germany have a lot of AIDS in the eighties? Like what, like, what is this? What's going on here? It says, still banned from donating blood. Okay. Let's see. Uh, a lot of people in the community are retired military, blah, blah, blah. Unfortunately, you'll never be able to donate blood in the United States. According to the national spokesman for the red cross, there is no blood test. Oh, bovine spongiform and supple the U.S. Food and Drug Administration indefinitely deferred donations from anyone who lived in certain parts of Europe for three months or more between 1980 and 1996, according to the Red Cross. Um, so is, is there a reason given? Sorry, I didn't hear. Uh, it, yeah, it says that um, spongiform encephalopathy, mad cow oh. disease. Oh, that's strange. But, but, but mRNA is totally cool. Spike yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Like that, Cormac points, points out that gals will draw a line at your height. So yeah, they'll definitely draw a line at your uh, at your yes. unjected status, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm only 21 Rogans. No, 20. What am I? What am I? 21. I believe I'm 21.6 Rogans. So I'm six foot. So I'm I'm, I'm there. I'm getting there. I'm on the cusp. <laughs> you know. So twenty one point six Rogans. Uh, I don't think you're allowed to use the uh, the point. Oh no! Okay, so I round up. So twenty two Rogans. That's, there you go. That's the, that's the cruelness. It's whatever you go to roganheightconverter.com and you write in your yep. height, whatever pops up, that's what you are, and that's the cruelness of the Rogan system. So uh, <laughs> you know, so you kind of get lumped in with some people maybe shorter than you, but that's just that's just the way it is. Yep. Let's see. Let me see. I believe it's I'm twenty two Rogan height. Con how do you spell converter? converter? It's yeah, Rogan height converter. There it is. There it is. All right, six foot zero inches. Twenty two Rogans. So there you go. It up. There you go. Twenty two <laughs> Rogans, baby. I need to change yeah. that on my Bertaria Times profile. You're the exact right. same height as me, then. I am literally exactly six foot. Okay, so cool. I, I'm like one hundred and eighty-two point five centimeters, like exactly six foot. Yep. Yep. Um, so whenever there's like a a six foot, like, you know, like uh, bookcases are often six foot. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, can always, I can always tell if it's a six foot bookcase by kind of putting my head beside it because I'm always it's you know it's, there's, there's times where I use my six foot height like a measuring stick. There you go. That's <laughs> um, awesome. That's awesome. That's but, awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm impressed. You know what six foot is? Like America has to be the special boys with our own little. Well, we use we use foot in Ireland. And, oh, uh, really? The system. That's the funniest thing. The system that the Americans use is the imperial system. It's the British imperial oh, measurement system. I didn't know that. So then the rest of the world went on to me metric, but the British, the Irish, and the Americans kind of stuck with imperial. 
But then the Irish have now officially changed over to metric. So we do okay. both. We do kilograms okay. in stone. We um we do uh we, we don't really do centimeters for height. We still talk in feet. Interesting. We, I didn't know that. Okay. We mix everything up and we mix things around and everyone will know like my dad might say, Oh, it's a hundred yards that way, but like my uncle might say it's a hundred meters that way, and people just you kind of have to know all of the measurements. Yeah, we still use yards, like a hundred yards. I can visualize that because we have our American football, right? The yards yeah. and all that stuff. So yeah. The funniest one yeah. to me is that Americans say pounds, but they don't they don't use stone. Um, I've never even heard of stone. What is so, that? So yeah, that's that's the funniest thing is Americans associate stone as being like a foreign thing, but it's just like centimeters and meters. Stone, yeah. uh, pounds and stone go together. Really? Like four, yeah. Yeah, four, like they're like they're a, they're a unit. So 14, oh. 14 pounds is a stone in the same way as 100 centimeters oh. is a me, is a meter. I've never even heard of a stone. That's insane. Wow. Yes, yeah, so, so the British used stone and the Irish used stone up until I guess the last maybe 5 10 years. But Whoa. most Irish people my age would use stone all the time. So when you say to an American your weight, they're always like what's that in like real numbers? And it's like you yeah. use pounds too. <laughs> like it's Whoa. stone so if someone over here would say I'm 13 stone seven pounds or I'm whatever like that. What? Kind of That's crazy. Let me see. I'm uh 14 stones. 14.2 stones. That's crazy. I don't know what I am. I think I, I think I'm like over 15 stone. I'm not sure what I am. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Okay, I learned something. That's really funny. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, dude. But yeah. Bible reading bear's oldest daughter is six foot. Whoa. That's a very tall woman. Um, my second, she says she is five foot twelve. Haha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Legend. Six Legend. foot is, is the equivalent, I think, of being six six if you're a man in terms of the percentile you're in, six six or six seven. So it is very, very, very tall for a woman. Yeah, and he says his, his son is six five. So there you go. <clears throat> Legend. Bible reading bear is a woman, and she's a she's 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 hilarious. Oh, cool! Bible reading bear, nice, very cool. I think I mean I've seen all of you guys. Or I've heard all of you guys, right? Super chat. So, anybody I'm, who'd uh, like to hop in for the last few minutes and have a little chat with Scott, oh yeah, hop in. Definitely hop in. Bible reading bear is always great to have in. She used to be called bedridden bear because I can't remember the specific issues, but she's uh she's trapped in bed a lot because of okay. injuries and pain that she has. And then she wanted to be um, more positive with her naming system, so she changed it because it was BRB to Bible Reading Bear instead of Bedridden oh, Bear. Oh, I love it. Bible Reading Bear, hop in the chat. Let's do this. Let's hop on the show. She's always great fun to get her in. Rheumatoid okay, arthritis, yeah. that's what she has. Okay, okay. Yeah, let's and, get some... You know, it's funny. We just started doing that on the Unjected show, so we take calls, but then we also did the same thing where we post the StreamYard link and uh people will join join the show via you know so that's that's a really fun way to kind of switch the show up get the audience involved yeah anybody who wants to hop in click the link it's there and the, it's there yeah. in the app right now i just posted it and it'll just take you in it'll give you a chance to check out your camera and make sure it's all working uh, yeah exactly dude that's awesome that's awesome yeah so let's uh let's let's just have a lead us out with your kind of final topic before we get people into chat chat to you uh let's see here so yeah man final topic okay so i guess i mean i don't even know do i even want to get into this so the big thing is like all the ufos have you have you seen this at all have you been following this, is this at the all balloons, the balloons no dude no like 
over the last like day, like yesterday, there was like four UFO sightings, and then they've been shooting them down all over the place above Canada and the United States. Really? No, I yes. haven't. Heard yes, yes. There's like the literally the UFO UFO invasion is happening right now, man. It's so okay. insane. And they yeah, all yeah, have yeah, yeah. flags on them, or they're they uh they it is um little tic tacs, all the little tic tac UFOs. They're they're shooting them down over Montana, Alaska, Canada, and then I saw a fourth one has shown up. And uh, so if you just type in UFO and then go to the okay, news, you can feel free to turn off your camera, you know, um, yeah. you don't, you don't have to accept camera Um, you can just be audio. Um, yeah, no, tell me more about this. So it's like, what the Tic Tac shaped kind of. Yep. 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 So I US, believe, I don't believe in UFOs personally. I know, but I don't As either do it. It's a distraction. But, a, but at the same time, I've seen a UFO. Yeah. Like I've seen a UFO, but I don't believe in UFOs. Uh, So I think you're seeing something else. And maybe due to your aperture, your brain can't handle it and makes it into something different. But I saw an actual spaceship, right? Uh, Yeah, totally. Totally. So, yeah. So, man, so it's like all over the news. And then that's that's a big red flag there. It's like Reuters, CNN, Fox News. They're all reporting. US US F-22 fighter jet shot down an unidentified cylindrical object over Canada on Saturday. Second such instance in as many days. Uh, North America appeared on edge following a week-long Chinese spy balloon. So now we went from spy balloons to now Tic Tac UFOs, okay. which which they've been planting the whole idea of like the Tic Tac UFO for years and years. Um, and uh, they apparently they, there was a fourth one spotted over Montana late last night. Um, uh, this is a joint effort between Biden and Trudeau are saving the day <laughs> against these Tic Tac uh, UFO invasions. And uh, if you go to like Twitter, let me see, like like last, last night, it was all like, yeah, UAP Twitter, uh, US Air Force, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the whole thing last night was like Tic Tac, UFO, unidentified flying object, UAP. It was like the whole thing was just UFOs last night. I'm like, oh my God, what is this? Like, is this literally Project Bluebeam happening before our eyes, folks? Like, is this? And then we were talking too, like I was with some buddies last night and we were talking like, Oh my God, here we go. I can see this all now. Like they, they do some alien invasion, right? Or they stage some alien invasion or they try to convince us that aliens have arrived or they're walking amongst yes. us and you can't tell who amongst you is an alien and who's not. So you need to put on this protective suit or this protective mask to protect you from Where the germs. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> well, no, I was like, I was like, they're, they're going to be like forcing everybody to wear a mask so that the, the, the vapors that the aliens put off won't infect you. And then Pfizer's going to come out with this injection to protect you from, or excuse me, vaccines are totally safe. So that would be actually great. Well, Pfizer. Well, well, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Pfizer, but I have a new strategy for you. Can you please invent an injection that will keep me safe from the aliens? I really, really need that in my life. So please, 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 because I know your vaccines are so safe that I need an injection to keep the aliens away. So again, it's going to be all of us screaming over here. Like you guys stop. You don't need to be afraid. Don't, 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 don't. <laughs> and then everybody's going to be wearing their alien masks and getting their alien vaccines. Dude, that's just going to be the same thing all over again. So apparently the aliens uh, attacked a ship. In America. <laughs> I don't know much about this, but um, yeah, I don't Is know. It- the USS Liberty, that's an interesting one. Uh, definitely look into that one. <laughs> yeah, I, heard, that, I know it's some kind of an alien attack. But... Yep, it's definitely a, a quote, 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 alien attack for sure. Yeah. And just and just to be clear. Um... Yeah, yep. and Israel is our greatest ally, and they would never intentionally 
sink an American submarine. That is preposterous. <laughs> yeah. And if they were, then it was just an accident. Nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Grabbler stop football. About it. Stop obsessing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, Grabbler football is getting so good right now. Oh my God. And on the day of the Super Bowl, right? Oh yeah. It's the Super Bowl today. Oh my God. How gross. I did get invited to a Super Bowl party. Is it actually a Super Bowl today? Today, this evening, tonight. So mm -hmm. uh, there's going to be a lot of Satanism in the air and a lot of. Uh, so it's like aliens and Super Bowl. Like, what more could you ask for, man? Like this grab. You get the big. So you get the big fun. show, don't you? That it's usually like a big, a big, a big, like event, like a, a like a satanic show usually happens at the halftime or something. Yep, isn't exactly, it? exactly. So, so yeah. It's going to be all kinds of fun. And I did get invited to a Super Bowl party. Like normally I would just have nothing to do with it, but I did get invited by a very, I don't want to spill the beans too much, but between you and me and all you guys here by a very uh, cute, unjected gal. So I'm going to go check it out and see what's going on there. Ah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You know, Israel is trying to protect the U.S. Liberty from aliens. Yes. Good job, Israel. Very happy. <laughs> you guys are awesome. So who's doing the the halftime ritual this year? Do you know? I have no idea, dude. Let's let's find out. Let's see. Super Bowl halftime show twenty twenty. In my mind, it's just Beyonce every year, but like I don't ever exactly. See it. Uh, it says, uh, well, according to this, maybe it's uh, Rihanna, Rihanna, Chris Martin, Janet Jackson, Jordan Sparks, and Chris Stapleton. Oh, Janet Jackson. She was in it years ago where she had the slip, right? Oh, yeah, the, the, nip, the nip slip. malfunction. Yeah, Even as a child, I was like, what? what? So she just happened to be wearing a massive star on her nipple? Like, mm -hmm. And now, as I'm, as I'm a married man, you know, I know that women don't like walking around with giant chunks of metal in their bra. No, <laughs> like, like, not at all. That's not a thing that women just do, right? Yeah. Like, you know, uh, I was just like, but as a child, I was like, why was she, why did she happen to be wearing that weird thing? And then he happened to do that. And they, ha you know, it, it was too yep. much. Yep. No, that was very intentional. That was, I think that was the original viral video. I think that was right around when YouTube first came on the scene or like, it was like some sort of video platform. And that was like the original viral video. I heard yeah. someone talking about that recently. Yep. 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 And look at us now. Look at <laughs> look us at us now. All right, but it doesn't Jeez. look like anybody's going to drop in for the end, so I'm probably going to cool. let you go. All right, man. Uh, well, holy so, smack, yeah. man, dude, thank you. What a blast. Like, I just appreciate you doing this, and uh, I just freaking love all you bears out in the chat as well. You know, Nipplegate. Yeah, that's funny. Man, dude, yeah, just keep keep crushing, man. Like, you're doing you're doing a freaking awesome service to the community, so just keep, keep it you. up, man. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, and keep in touch and let me know about uh, talking to uh, – Everybody in Rockfin. <laughs> okay, yeah, yep. I'll send them an email. Uh, send send me your email, and then yeah. I'll I'll send an email to put put you in touch with the uh, with Jaime. Cool. It looks like Jamie. It looks like Jamie, but it's Jaime. Is how you pronounce. Oh, really? It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so it's it's, it's yeah. almost like it's it's not, so it's not the same Jamie that uh, that Joe Rogan has. It's a different Jamie. Nope, no, but it's a different. It's a it's a Jaime. Yes, 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 yes. So. Um, cool. Yeah. So hopefully we'll have you on sometime in the future. Totally, uh, anytime, man. Yeah, that'll be fun. Cool. All right. Well, quite a pleasure. And take care. You guys all peace out. All right. See you guys. Thanks for coming. Later. Bye-bye.